What's going on, gamers? Welcome to Game List, a show about our Game, game of the Year list, one month at a time. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's going on? You just blind yourself? I just got flashbanged by my my other screen. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. A flash I, of light. I went, <laughs> I went to change uh, tabs, and it was like the the dock, our our Google doc for Game yeah. List. There's no dark mode. There is no dark mode. Come on, Google yeah. Sheets. There probably is a dark mode. People are going to be like, hey, you fucking idiots. There's dark mode. I mean, we could probably uh, die all in the cells black. I would love for there to be a dark mode because every we'll time I swap it. to it, I flashbang myself. And that's just what happened. So we'll fix it up. But yeah, I'm doing great. Other than the fact that I'm like a little bit blind now. Yeah, yeah. We are. We are inundated with video games right now. This is a big episode. This is the penultimate gameless episode. And Colin, I didn't talk about this when we were getting ready for the show, but congratulations, man. On? One year of game list. 12 episodes mm. in the fucking books. Except the next one, actually the next a lot one, we're going to be all... Yeah, we've done a bunch of bonuses. We've done a bunch of bonuses, too. But essentially, we've done 12 months of game list, yeah. Is it really one year until we get to January? I don't know. I feel like we can celebrate right now, because the next time we do a full game list proper show is the second full game of the year list thing. Because we did episode zero. Remember we did episode zero? Yeah, we did episode zero. That was like a whole thing, too. Either way, a a pat on the back for both of us. We're crushing. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty cool. But uh, this is the penultimate episode, so the, this one is uh, it's a little different. Not to say we won't be speaking about news and whatnot, but we're very focused on games this time around. This is the big end-of-the-year cleanup episode. So what we're going to be doing is we're looking at everything that we've been playing for the holiday season and then looking at what we've been missing as well. We have a nice running list that we share in an Excel Discord sheet. Uh Microsoft, Google, Google document eh, sheet. Close enough. They're all yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll be running through, of course, our running game of the year list and then digging into our big misses and what we're going to try to do for a game of the year cleanup, whether that's checking out things that are on each other's lists or things that we have missed as a show and an organization over the next uh, month until the new year. Once the new year rolls around, I think January 2nd, we're recording our goatee list. So going right up until the end of the year, and then making it all happen. What am I forgetting for housekeeping? Oh, Thursday. Thursday on December 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be going live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash jaketwitchin. Then it'll be up on YouTube as well, um, at Gameless Show. Colin and I are getting together for what? The Game Awards! The Game Awards. Jeff Keeley, friend of the show, of course, is hosting the Game Awards. He will be uh, broadcasting that live. It's a three-hour show. We'll be doing reactions to that. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. You've probably already checked out our reaction to the nominees. We made our picks. We tried to, you know come to terms with what was selected and nominated as well. And those, uh, those episodes did really well on YouTube. And probably yeah. on the podcast feed as well. I think that they were uh, well-received. So we have that. And then also, we can hop into the real thing. Because the first thing that we're talking about today, you already saw it. God of War Ragnarok. We're going to talk spoiler-free about God of War Ragnarok right now. But if you want a more in-depth conversation, we have a one-hour-long uh, spoiler conversation about God of War Ragnarok. Which is awesome. You Did you yeah, enjoy that? it was a... 
Yeah, it was a great it was a great spoiler talk. But every time like I think about it, there are things that I forgot to say. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much to that game that one hour is not enough to get through all of it. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. after you sprinted through a 30-hour experience. You forget things at the start of the 30 hours and whatnot. Good so. sell on our show. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, I think it was, it was good, but sell, of course there's a lot. It's a sell on the game. It's a sell on the game. Like, yeah. There's just so much, and it's such a good game. Yeah, um, I think we did a great job talking about what we did in the one hour, but there's just yeah. so much to it. you got to play it yourself. Let's dig in. Let's dig in, because assuming that people... Are listening to this and they haven't played the game yet or they're trying to avoid spoilers they're halfway through it we have both now rolled credits on god of war ragnarok and yep. spoilers obviously off the table it's very it's high up off of our on our lists on both of our lists we'll be getting to those towards the end of the show but goddamn, yeah i mean it's wonderful it's the best game of the year in my opinion is <laughs> so- it are you spoiling Absolutely. your list? Well, I mean, it's it's just it's just what it is. I can't I can't help it. It's the best game I have played all year long. It's up there for me. It's not my game of the year, but it is one of the best games that I've played in very recent memory, and I fucking adored it. Um, yeah. Story wise, obviously, that's the most compelling thing. Gameplay wise, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's very similar to God of War 2018. We're not gonna tell you anything here that you don't already know. If you're a fan of the God of War franchise, it's a no-brainer. If you played 2018, get in on this video game. It is all that and more. Um yeah. I feel like we can I don't know, is there anything that you feel like saying it's tough to dance around spoilers now that we've had it in the books? Uh uh yeah, I've got a couple things that aren't super spoiler spoil spoiler I can't say that word. Spoilery. Yeah. Spoiler blah, 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 blah. Um I've got a couple notes on my phone actually where um we'll be talking about a little bit more later, but um I've been playing the OG God of Wars after this. Um, yeah, 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 that's gonna come up after. Yeah, but in this game I so I I finished Ragnarok and I went back and I played through twenty eighteen to get the platinum. Mm-hmm. And it's First off, this game is like miles ahead graphically. Like you don't remember it. Like the old game looked great. It did. It looked great. 2018's looked great on the PS4. This game on the PS5 is insane. The colors, everything, it's just such a beautiful game with so much color and so much like character in each of the worlds. Um 2018 had that but not to the extent that Ragnarok does. Um Kratos specifically uh, there, there's been a lot of progression between in the three-year gap between these games. Uh, mm-hmm. In-game, I believe it's a three-year gap. Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, something like that. Not a spoiler. No, um, you can tell Kratos has grown on the cover of the of the uh, Atreus. Game. Atreus. Did I say Kratos? I think so. Hey, eh, sure. Grandpa, is he a grandpa? He will be soon. Um. Anyways, Kratos. Uh, he was much, much, much like. Uh, more rigid to to atreus in 2018 Mm -hmm. you can really tell just right off the rip kratos is much softer to atreus in this game than he was in 2018 um i didn't really notice it until i went back and played 2018 to see the contrast like right up beside each other because it has been four years since i played that game but uh you can see so much character development between the games uh if you could jump from one right to, to the next um Going back and playing 2018 confirmed to me that this is my game of the year because I could see all the jumps right beside each other, all the technical yeah. jumps, all the narrative jumps, uh, all in a good way. 
Um, like I enjoyed 2018 and I was excited for this game, but I wouldn't say that I was ever like super hyped for it. Like most, um, that might be part of why I, I loved it as much as I did is just cause I didn't have to over, I didn't overhype the game. Um, hmm. lots of people overhype everything nowadays, you know? Yeah, I agree. It, it, yeah. It's, but, uh, I don't know if you play 2018 and you jump right into Ragnarok, I think there's no questions asked. It's going to be your game of the year just because of the contrast. Like you play 2018, it's an amazing game. Then the contrast between an amazing game and then an even more amazing game. I don't know. It's one of the things that you kind of just have to experience for yourself. Um, sure. But what a game, man. I It's it's one that I will always uh, like cherish my playthrough of because it was it was just such a good experience. It Because um, we were doing kind of the same thing that we did back when we did Elden Ring. Uh, we were like texting each other throughout it being like, yeah, where are you here? Are you here? We were what really good about like not being spoiling super vague with like, Hey, how yeah. far are you? Are you to this thing? Like, uh, uh, there was a wall. Have you been to a wall? And then he's like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Hit me up when you get to a wall. And then we'll talk about all the things that happen around a wall like really mm-hmm. super vague like i think we did a great job with that and it allowed us to have a conversation as we were going which helped me take notes for the spoiler conversation as well yeah and i was always like have you finished this quest yet i would just have yeah, like the name, the, 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 quest. the fucking quests well I, I didn't either i just had to go into the menu to check but um i mean it's to me this game is easily game of the year um I don't know. I, I'm always I get sucked in by narrative experiences more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mainly why this edged out Elden Ring. I love Elden Ring. Don't get me wrong. Elden Ring is definitely yeah. the second best. Game I'm with of you. The year. I love this more than Elden Ring as well. Um, and it did pull me in in a way that not many games have. I still have Xenoblade above it because Xenoblade I do feel like has just more of a grip on me from like a storytelling standpoint. It's definitely anime bullshit it's really tough to compare these two fucking games yeah there's no cat-eared waifus in this game which i think is just immediately going to drop it down a couple points in my book yeah what a shame (laughs) but i mean overall it's just such a fucking incredible time and i mean i had i had the wildest week of games that week like i i rolled credits God of War came out the day after Sonic, and I beat God of War in three days, and I beat Sonic in five days. So over the course of that five-day period, I played like 50 or 60 hours of fucking video games. It was truly a uh, a wild time. Definitely enjoyable. Um, and, You're watching uh, the it's video my second, version. It's my second game, of the second best game of the year for me, as of right now. What'd you say? If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you can see my dog humping his blanket, his blanket in oh, the background. Great. Perfect. Um, Please subscribe yeah. to us on YouTube at Gameless Show. Big, big sell, big <laughs> sell. Um, but yeah, I just, I really don't think um, in this podcast specifically we can really talk about what made it so special because it is a lot of spoilers on what makes this game so special. Um, and if you want, if you want more, definitely go watch our spoiler cast on uh, on YouTube or it's on your favorite podcast app in our spo- yeah. in our podcast feed as well. Um, but it's just, it's, it's one of a kind, you know, um, I can't wait to see what Sony Santa Monica has coming up next. And every time I will say every time a PlayStation studio puts a game out, I'm like, this might be the best play. This might be the best developer in the world right now. 
like Insomniac when they put something out, I'm like, they might be the best developer out there. Yeah, I think it's and Insomniac. Dog. Spoiler alert. I, I think it's not Naughty Dog, and I think it's not Sony Santa Monica. I think it's Insomniac. No one is putting out games on the level of Insomniac, dude. Not only are they no, putting the out absolute or bangers, the but they're putting yeah. them out like yearly, dude. They dropped fucking yep. Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus and Spider-Man Miles Morales within 12 months of each other. Uh, Rift Apart. Yeah, fuck. I'm playing a lot of Ratchet and Clank games. It's tough. That's yeah, my game they, of the year last year. They do an insane, like, they do, they, they are so good, but they don't get recognized for it at, a, like, a critical level, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, last year, speaking of the Game Awards, last year, we, I was at the Game Awards sitting beside the Insomniac team talking mm -hmm. to them throughout the Game Awards, and I was talking to them, and they were like, yeah, our games always get nominated, but we never win, which kind of sucks. It's kind of, it kind of, it kind of hurts at the end. And I'm oh, like, guys? yeah, I was like, you know, you're kind of right because Spider-Man lost in 2018. Um, Ratchet and Clank lost. Like they always get like nominated, but they never win anything. Always um, a bridesmaid, never a bride. They dude, They always, they always lose, but they have such insane games um yeah also i, I kind of felt bad i, I feel like I spider-man 2 has a oh, chance dude, to come out and just be... wolverine i think has a better chance than spider-man sure. 2 ratchet and clank um, 9 or whatever the fuck is coming out yeah they i i felt bad because i was rooting for uh <laughs> returnal i was they, they were like and game of the year goes to and i was like returnal 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 and then i turned to the side i said oh Sorry, man. Um, Ratchet and Clank's great, but I like Returnal a lot. <laughs> and then I turned back, Returnal, Returnal. And then it turned out to be It Takes Two. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyway, what a, what a tangent. All right. I think, what's, what if something like that happens this year and it's stray? I think, I think they, I don't, I mean, I don't know. The Game Awards is a, a funky subject. The way that that panel works is it's kind of beyond the control of... The producers of the show it's up to a panel of professionals and if that's the way that it goes that's the way that it goes but yeah. you like to think that they can't fuck it up twice see that's what i was thinking was i've i've listened to a lot of podcasts um more recently than anything i know we're going off on a tangent but i think this is a good conversation to have um on the fire escape cast they were just like dogging the game awards um mm. about like how keely just rigs it and how it's BS. I don't think so. Um, and I don't... I, lots of people have very interesting opinions at the Game Awards because it's very clear how the voting works. It's just yeah. outlets that send in their votes for 90%, yeah. and then the yeah. rest is 10%. I guess people think just because Joseph Fair is one and he's friends with Keeley that he rigged it. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, I get that. It's a, it's a tough call. I mean, we don't obviously don't get to see the ballots. I can't imagine any foul play happening at the Game Awards. No, it just doesn't I seem like either. the right thing to, like, rig. I don't think, like, anyone really takes it that seriously either. Because that's the thing, is that, like, I don't think... I think the Game Awards is a fun thing, and I think people are there primarily for the reveals and for the industry powwow that happens. Like, it's, a, it's definitely a who's who of, like, video game journalists and people that are in, like, the actual video game development industry as well, publishing, marketing, development, along, the, along those lines. You're probably in that building or somehow involved in this conversation if you're not actually nominated, which is interesting. And I don't think it's really about the awards, is that Summer Game Fest 
Um, the Game Awards and the Gamescom opening night live all seem to kind of blend together and they're all strikingly similar shows. There just happens to be awards handed out at this one, but I don't think anybody sits here and goes, well, the Game Awards said this was Game of the Year and that's the Game of the Year conversation that everybody listens to, so it's clearly It Takes Two was the best game last year. I don't think it's that serious. I think people will listen to IGN's Game of the Year more than they listen to the Game Awards Game of the Year. I mean, just big video game outlet with a professional opinion that people listen to um it goes back to our conversation that we have all the time about critics and stuff like that and like if you go to metacritic.com and just look at the arbitrary number of a review it's not going to really help you form an opinion on it you're best off finding people that you align with or that you trust their opinions and then seeing what they think so listeners of game list go i like a lot of the stuff that jake likes which i'm sure doesn't happen all that often but uh and then i speak highly about Sonic Frontiers, and they go, Sorry, shit, maybe I should try Sonic Frontiers. I I just, I find it interesting how people within the industry get mad when certain things win Game of the Year. Like, Yeah, it's a, it's a petty they thing know to exact, they, exa- they know exactly how it works. Yeah. Um, but they, I don't know. It's very, the Game of the Year, the Game, the game Awards is becoming more and more like the Oscars as we go. Mm. More like yeah, I mean that's the goal for thing, for sure. It is, is to the be goal taken as seriously as the Oscars. But then you look at that discourse around the Oscars and around the Grammys and all those big award shows, and what do mm-hmm. people say? They go, they go, oh, fucking Grammys doesn't mean anything. Let's go see what fucking Fantano said about it. Let's go listen, yeah. let's go look at Pitchfork and see what their review was. Same deal, same deal. It's not the end all, be all, be all, end all of the prestige uh, of it. I think that's it, right? Yeah. It's your day to get dressed up in a gra- gown and it's go the clout. collect your fucking head pats and continue on. All right, all I care back about is game reveals. Yeah, I just want some game reveals, but same, same. That's um, what we're here for. Call of Duty: Modern War, Warfare Two. That's that's what. The... <laughs> um, Modern Warfare Two. Are you talking yeah. about this? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about it too. I didn't play Modern Warfare Two, but I did play Warzone Two, and that same mm. engine and launched alongside well, like a week later. But uh, oh, I mean, wait. talk a little bit about the campaign. Uh, uh, rate the campaign. Now, you've been playing a lot of Call of Duty campaigns in your life. Rate the campaign out of ten. Let's Four. review it. Four. Yeah, it's bad. That's harsh. It's That's a bad harsh. campaign. Rate the, rate the gameplay out of ten. Eight. Yeah. I feel like 8 is good. It's a good Call of Duty. It's sound. Yeah. You can press the trigger. You can press L2 to fucking de-escalate. It's got all the bells and whistles that you'd hope to have in a fucking Call of Duty game. <sighs> it's solid. It's, um, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it seems like it's uh, one of the it's, better recent releases because there's been some It's better issues. than Cold War. It's better than Vanguard. Right. It's on the level um, of 2019 Modern Warfare. So if you enjoyed 2019, you'll enjoy this game. Sure. Um, it has some weird decisions in the UI and in the uh, in the the progression systems, mm-hmm. but it's good overall. One of my biggest gripes with it is the UI. It just is terrible, um, and there there's no. They changed the UI from like. Classic Do you mean like COD the menu UI. system or like the? Yeah, like the menu system. Oh, okay, yeah. They oh. changed it from like the classic COD UI to like something new. That I guess they were trying it out, and it's terrible. There's there's not even anything. the The pinnacle of it is when you redeem a thirty minute double XP token. You would expect for there to be a thirty minute timer counting down on your screen, right? Mm-hmm. So that way you know how much longer you have. There's not a single indication in the entire game. That's just that them trying to get you to fucking spend money. 
Yeah, but there's nothing in the entire game or saying that double XP is on. There's nothing saying how long there's uh, how long double XP is left. You have to finish a match and see that you got double XP to. Well, there's not even anything. Whenever you finish the match and you get XP, it doesn't even say like a little times two or something. It just puts out an arbitrary number that yeah. seems wildly different at times than others, and mm. you just go with it. Yeah. All right. um, yeah. It's overall, I enjoy it. I play it. You mean to tell me Activision probably, Blizzard doesn't care about their players? I know it's insane, isn't it? How <laughs> dare they? It's a good COD game. If you like yeah. COD, play it. It's better than the last two years of COD. So absolutely, I played Warzone 2.0, which it's pretty good. Yeah, it's more of the same. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's uh, doing all that much that is like new or interesting. I. I Struggled to find the reasoning behind launching it, but it's interesting. It goes back to that conversation that we had about Overwatch a couple months ago. Remember how the weird discourse over Overwatch 2 being released? Like, people still hemmed and hawed over it being Overwatch 2, even though it was literally, hey, instead of paying for this game, you can have it for free, and there's a couple new things, and there's a bit of an overhaul. People were still like, this isn't a good sequel. But look at what Call of Duty did. They did exactly what we were talking about for Overwatch 2. I said very much, like, you can probably look up the quote. I said if Overwatch would have just called it Overwatch 2.0 instead of Overwatch 2, literally that point .0 would make all the difference in the fucking world for gamers to understand what this is. It's not a full-on sequel. This isn't Warzone 2. It's Warzone yeah. 2.0. Very much same engine, slight modifications, new map, new guns. It's got... The things that you would expect from a large content update and nothing. And more. I think, I think part of it was it was getting impossible to support OG Warzone mm. because, and you think about it, there's three games worth of guns in that. There's Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's fucking messy. Cold War and Vanguard and like oh. a billion different skins, just all sorts of stuff going on that is just impossible to for a thousand person team to handle anymore and i think they just kind of mm. needed a reset yeah um, i agree but it's good I definitely agree. uh well, speaking of weird and interesting things about modern warfare 2 uh there's a third person mode uh which yeah, is actually why? Per- it's pretty fun in warzone i will it admit. seems weird it's pretty funny it feels more like PUBG whenever you're playing warzone in third person mode yeah, uh, and then there is dmz which is kind of like tarkov which i've never played tarkov um, and I tried DMZ and I was not good. It was very bad. Yeah. Um, but some people like the, it. What's the mode where it's like a, it might be called ground war. Maybe I'm confusing it, but it's like, there's like NPCs. It's like Titanfall kind of. Uh, it's an invasion. Yeah. Invasion. That seemed really cool. Yeah. It's like a big large scale battle. You're still playing PVP for the most part, but similar to Titanfall. Like if you play Titanfall 2 yeah. online multiplayer, if you're really yeah. shitty at that game and you keep on getting killed by people on the other team, you can literally just farm NPC kills, little soldiers that are out there. Seems similar to that, but it's got vehicles. It's got a big map. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on. I, I play actually quite a bit of Invasion. I have a fun time in Invasion. Yeah. 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 It seems like a nice package, Modern Warfare. It is. It is. It, is. It, it seems it's a full. fun and game. Especially if you look at like five or six years ago when Call of Duty was like struggling to put together the full package. Was it Black Ops 4 that was the biggest mess where that game released? Does Black Ops 4 not have a campaign? Correct. It doesn't have a campaign and the multiplayer was yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So these days, the fact that we're getting like a campaign, even if you're divisive on it, you're getting Warzone packed in, you're getting your multiplayer with a bunch of different modes. Seems like a uh, good time to be a Call of Duty fan. That's for sure. Sometimes I forget Black Ops 4 even exists. Yeah, forgettable. Like it's, 
extremely forgettable. Um, it's forgettable. Can we talk about something really dope? Yeah, let's talk about it. It's Better Sonic Frontiers. Ah, it's Sonic. It's fucking Sonic Frontiers, dude. And it is everything that I thought it would be. Uh, I believe my quote on this very show was, I have a feeling that this game is going to come out and it will be cited by most as the best 3D Sonic in years. And I am so happy to report that it absolutely is that Sonic Frontiers is capital F-U-N fun, dude. That's the best thing that I can say about Sonic Frontiers. It is technically a average video game if not slightly above <laughs> average it has problems it has technical issues it has popping like you wouldn't believe it has frame rate problems has a couple like graphical glitches i promise that i'm just trying to say that so that i can explain to you that i'm like being honest about it they are also overblown these issues do not detract from the gameplay in a way that a lot of people would have you believe or the way that you would read online i played through this game in four days it took me about 23 hours to complete it is larger than you would expect it's the most time i've spent in a single player sonic game ever 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 um and i didn't scratch the surface of what 100 percent completion would look like it is a so, open zone game not open world there's four big zones one small zone and just oh each one impressive see my question is, what is the gameplay loop in this game? Just running around open places, solving mm. puzzles to get coins, and then getting awesome. enough coins to deposit awesome them to the next question. area? So yeah, it's definitely a collect-a-thon, because it is a 3D platformer, so it's all about collecting things. But the loop itself is really fucking cool. So... You start off and you're collecting rings, obviously. When you collect rings to go fast. Rings is their, your base collectible. Not really used for very much. But what you are doing is you are going through the world and you are collecting, uh, you're fighting large enemies. There's four or five different bosses in each zone. When you beat a boss, which they do respawn after like a Zelda style blood moon, you get a gear. You use these gears that you get from defeating bosses to insert into shrines that open your space, uh, subspace, cyberspace levels. Cyberspace levels are traditional Sonic levels. So the ones that you see that look like Green Hill Zone, the ones that you yeah. see that look like the reactive factory and things of that nature, it's all of like your regular Sonic stuff that you would expect okay. to see. So those levels are linear. There's you know branching paths, but for the most part, they're not part of the open world, right? You're just kind of going through those. As you complete those levels and you complete tasks in those levels, it could be beat it in a certain amount of time, beat it with a certain amount of rings, you unlock keys. Those keys are used to unlock Chaos Emeralds. Once you collect enough Chaos Emeralds in your open zone, you beat the final boss of that world. There's also a couple other collectibles. You're collecting memories for the character for that zone, and then that character is assisting you on your journey, unlocking more of the story. But for the most part, the gameplay loop itself, I'm so glad that you used the term like gameplay loop because it's there where the game excels. There's a surprising amount of gameplay variety to be offered in Sonic Frontiers. Pretty um, cool. did you draw a dick? With his I did. I did draw a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a uh, another another pretty cool move. Honestly, is the psi loop. Is is what Colin's referencing. Is like a um, you hold down a button and you speed up really fast. And you're supposed to use it the way that you would use like Kirby's dig, where you draw a circle basically. And once the circle connects and you let go of the button, an explosion happens. An explosion of rings that also deals damage. But you know how it is. 
when you're given you the opportunity draw to draw game, freely in a game, yeah. you draw a cock. Um, yeah. One of yeah. my favorite things that I have seen about this game that I think is cool is whenever you use that psi loop thing, if you mm -hmm. draw an infinity sign, you get like infinity yeah. boost for a I didn't even know seconds. that. I had no idea that that was the case. And sure enough, somebody in my chat when I was streaming it brought that up. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then if you do the infinity sign, you get like an unlimited boost for like 30 seconds. And you fucking cruise, dude. It's really dope. Um, you know, I, I make fun of this game a lot um, because I can. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I make fun of Sly I Cooper. This, you make fun of Sonic. It's great. This, yeah, this is a... Uh, all right. Sly Cooper's off limits, okay? Yeah, um, we'll get there. Th this, is, this is a kind of game that I think I would pick up for about five bucks and play I would say podcast. it's like a great, like, here's the thing about this game is that it came out for 60 on all platforms, including Switch, it's where a, it runs pretty well. Really it's already 30 bucks, which I think yeah. is a really fair price to pay for a game that's less than a month old. I would say the sweet spot is like 15 or 20 bucks if you're really like on the fence. I am yeah. very happy with my $60 purchase, but I'm a Sonic fan and I knew that I would, you know, at least enjoy playing this game even if I was hate playing it. But it, it's got so much to offer. It's just a really yeah, tight package. Yeah, it just package. seems like one that like over the summer whenever I'm bored and there's no other games out that I would pick yeah. up and listen to all my summer podcasts with. Yeah, it, a great um, podcast game. Um, it has like this vibe to it when, when you're exploring these open zones. First of all, the open zones themselves are pretty impressive. They're, they've got a pretty good variety to them. You start off in one that you see on like the cover. It's like a pretty much like a big forest green area. It's the one that everyone made fun of, like, oh, the whole game looks like this. And they did the IGN reveal. Very much not the case. The second one is like a desert area, which is pretty standard fare for a Sonic game. The third version is like kind of a volcanic dark area. Um, and the fourth is like, I guess, a little bit spoilery, but it's very similar uh, to one of the other zones. And then the fifth one is honestly a clone of like the first zone, but much more challenging. Okay. Um, can, can you kiss a human girl in this game? Oh, I wish dude, you get kind of close to kissing knuckles in one cutscene, which is wild. Um, Wait, what? there's also, I'm just saying, I got the clip up on TikTok, and then, um, okay. or Instagram reels or YouTube shorts, you know, I mean, baby. And then, um, there's also a subplot with like, Eggman's science experiment, the, the girl that you see quite often. She's yeah, like a robot, robot girl. girl. Yeah, there's a subplot with that that has a payoff that made me laugh the hardest at a video game that I've maybe ever laughed in my life, at least live on stream. It broke me for like a full minute. It was so funny to me. Oh, Very good. Um, while we're while I'm thinking about robot people and kissing. Of course. Um, as yeah. we do uh the most they the end of the destiny season's out mm -hmm. um and they just this is put going out towards a, like, your two minutes no 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 uh oh. they put out a destiny two they put out like a, a a video about the end of the season story and at the end a robot and a human kissed um, nice I, yeah sounds hot um yeah the other thing i want to mention about sonic is um on the for better or worse, the gameplay variety that I was speaking about, the amount of varied missions that you have to do in this game are so, so satisfying. But when you're actually in there just doing your normal gameplay, exploring the open world and going from objective to objective, there is a flow state to this game that when you really get in the mix, like it takes you a couple hours to really lock down like all the moves for traversal and 
become fluent in them. It's surprisingly a... I wouldn't say like it's a deep combat system, but it's definitely not just mash a single button for your combat mm -hmm. system. But it evokes a sense of like a Tony Hawk game. When you're playing Tony Hawk and you're really in the mix, you're a couple hours into that game and you just do like the coolest fucking flip trick and then you fucking land that thing in the half pipe or the quarter pipe and you revert into the manual and then you steer that manual into that long ass rail that you go all the way around, you hop out, flip trick, you connect all of these dots to make this playground that they've given you bend to your will and you get a lot of that in sonic as well and it just gives you the most satisfying feeling in the world it happens a lot in this game there were a lot of moments where i felt like a fucking badass because of the things that i strung together via the world that they gave me to play around in. it's just you see you sold me on the game and then you started talking about so tony hawk and then you unsold me on it oh really because, yeah not a tony hawk guy at all oh that's your fault uh, gamers yeah. around the world have decided that you're dumb for not liking Tony Hawk. That's fair. I'll Tony Hawk in its heyday is the best. The not, best. not a Tony Hawk guy. Yeah, I hear you, but you're fucking six years old. You like skate, oh, I'm assuming. Last question about Sonic. <laughs> the the shoes DLC. Does that have I any didn't gameplay do it, dude. changes? No, no you didn't gameplay. Do it. It's all cosmetic. Yeah, I didn't download my soap shoes. I was too focused. And now there's Monster Hunter DLC too. You can dress up as a character from Monster Hunter and Sonic puts on can the I fucking hunt armor. Sonic and Monster Dude, if I could hunt Sonic and Monster Hunter. You can't I'm hunt playing. Sonic and Monster Hunter, but you can wear an outfit that looks like him, and you can make your little cat dress up like Tails, and it's as cursed as you'd hope it would be. It was very, very good. Um Sonic is very high wow. up on my game of the year list, man. Very high up. We'll get to our actual list soon, but it's a top five game of the year list for me. If I had to put a numerical score on it, I feel like the game is getting sevens across the board. I would throw it to like an 8.5. I think that the technical limitations that are set on the game do not take away from how good of a game it is. It is a gamer-ass yeah. video game, and it is fun to play. And I don't stop recommending it to people that aren't even into like full-on 3D platformers. If you've ever enjoyed a Sonic game Sly game, a Crash Bandicoot game, a Mario game. If you like running and jumping and going fast, play Sonic Frontiers. I love it. I fucking love it. Really fun. Is that going to be on your gravestone? I love Sonic Frontiers. If you like, if you like running and jumping and run, going fast, play Sonic Frontiers. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't hate it. I think it would be pretty decent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. That's enough about me and Sonic. Let's talk about a game that loves to go fast. A play it's such a Requiem. fast game. <laughs> um, man, I, so I finished, I went back through and got the platinum trophy on this. Oh, nice. Um, and nice. I have, Again, spoiler free here. Spoiler free. Yeah, spoiler free. Uh, it is one of the best games of the year, man, um, in my opinion. Uh, I, as I was playing this game, I, I, I recall us talking at one point about music in a game. And mm. I guess it was on our, I guess I it was our game of, the year, game of the year thing. Like the Game Awards nominations, um, I think I think this game has the best music of the year. Well, God of War's um, got some musical moments, dude. I know, and that's what I was about to say. Is God of, God of War that track specifically amazing in God of War, right? But <laughs> yeah. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I think if you take this is going to sound dumb, but if you take the tracks out of the game, right, mm. and you listen to them individually. God of Wars is better. But in the game, I notice a Plague Tale Requiem soundtrack more and it gave me more emotion within the game. 
It may is it be like a, is it like a dynamic form. soundtrack too? Does it do that kind of thing where it's just kind of like ebbing and flowing at the right points as you perform actions? Yeah, yeah. Because that's it, always impressive. It, yes, and it it made me feel more emotions within the game than God of War's soundtrack made me feel within the game. Mm. They're both amazing, amazing OSTs. Yeah. Um, but in the end, just playing through that game again, I had to play through like almost the entire game again to get the platinum. Um, it's really fast whenever you know what you're doing, though. So, what did I call it uh, the other day? I was trying to remember the name of it. I called it like a rat's oh tail or something like that. Rat, yeah, something rat like city. that. Rat City. Rat City. It's the a game. very good game. The, it's, the title's rough. It is. But... The title is poor. The cover art is poor. It's one I of the more to... unappealing things. It's like they don't, didn't want anyone to play their game. I seem to really but enjoy it. But then you can I be like, but no, it's about rats. Dude, a Plague Tale <laughs> Innocence had a much better cover art it was a very artistic cover think, art i mean the fact that i played look the right up, trailer this good. time as b-roll is already pretty well, that's true. You, impressive you did a plague tale innocence has a much better cover art um i don't know where they yeah it doesn't here. i can assure yes, you yes it does i can a assure you innocence? it doesn't there's a hundred percent less rats in a plague tale requiems but it's still the two sad looking fucking kids sitting it's here so looking miserable and there's look nothing just think about walking into you're a physical media guy i'm not even a physical media guy imagine walking into gamestop and looking at all the bright fucking colors on the shelves and people holding cool guns and doing this rad attracts stuff. me this this cover art attracts if you're me watching the video so artistic okay look at the sonic frontiers <laughs> cover art all right yeah that's like that's what a six-year-old selling would pick copies out of all this just looks like a fucking these kids look like they're on their way to a funeral or leaving a funeral they pretty much are. It's a yeah. nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's just They're, not. It's just like no one's like, well, this this one's speaking to me. Let's find out more uh, about this. It does speak to me. I I I like stuff like this better than I like bright colors, I get it, bright I get flashy it. colors. Um, but to each their own. I seem. I they could have picked a better name for it, but I don't know what it would have been. Um, Rat it City. Is a, it is a tale about plague. So yeah. it's a tale about a plague. So I, I think it fits kind of, but you know, you know, the team that made this game also made uh, flight simulator. No shit. Yeah. They're the flight simulator team. Microsoft They've flight got, simulator. Yeah. Was a there Sobo? A Microsoft come. Oh, a Sobo. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wild. Um, it's a pretty game. It's, it is. It's, it's one of the prettiest games. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. I, I mean, we could sit here and argue about the name all day long, but it's worth being played. Uh, I think it yeah. needs more more. I'll uh, give you credit, too. Exposure. I think we talked about this um, maybe on one of our streams. I'm not sure who's maybe mine or maybe at Colleen underscores. But um, we talked about how it's not only... It, it might not be everyone's favorite game to play, but I had zero interest in it, and I still watched like almost four or five hours of your playthrough of it because it's a fun game to watch. It does have that sort of like Sony first party cinematic like narrative game thing to it where if you were sitting there, if you were sitting there chilling on a like couch while somebody else played this game it would be a pretty fucking good setup like you would have a good time just watching and not playing so i would definitely recommend taking a peek at like you know a long form playthrough huh. yeah i don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad out, way to do it you should check out my long form playthrough um there it is that's an alley-oop to a pitch baby 
it's a good one. Also, the entire time while you were explaining that, my dog was walking on my... I have a fridge put right beside my bed. That's kind of like my bedside table and a fridge at the same time. Mm. Uh, he, he was just walking on it. He's climbed was up the on star it of the show today? From the bed. I don't know what his problem was, but... He's acting a yeah, fool. He's, he is acting a fool. Uh, speaking about... of acting a fool... Um, tell me... <laughs> is that a segue into <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. Need for Speed Unbound? Say, I was going to say, tell me about um, the rapper, but I forgot his name. So. ASAP Rocky, dude. Talk, That's Rihanna's yeah. husband. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. GG's, my Yeah. Dude. Absolutely GG's. Um, Need for Speed Unbound is maybe the nicest fucking surprise of the year. I am blown away by this game. This game is a very, very interesting one. Here's the thing. I like racing games. I just like to race. I can't help it. Um, it's out of character for me. I'm typically JRPGs and platformers, but for some reason, when a new racing game comes out, I just like to go fast and turn left sometimes. Uh, that's a bad reference. I don't like NASCAR, but I love a street racing game like this. I'm from the heyday of like Need for Speed Most Wanted, Need for Speed Underground 1 and 2, uh, even back to like the Hot Pursuit and Porsche Unleashed back on like the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 days. I really, really love the Need for Speed series, and I'm ready to open my arms to a new one, and I've been betrayed for a long time. What I will say right off the jump is that this is the best Need for Speed in a decade, at least. It is developed by Criterion, who are the old Burnout devs. I know there's not a lot of DNA shared anymore as far as like turnover in that team goes, but it has that nice sense of speed. It is definitely an arcade racer. It is not trying to be a sim. It has this cartoony aesthetic. Some people have called it like the anime game. It is very much not... I don't think anime per se, but it just does some really cool stuff with its like actual visuals, which I think work for the Need for Speed series. Um, you know what the problem is nowadays? What? Anytime anything is slightly stylized or like artistically, people are like yeah. anime. anime. No, it's yeah. not anime, bro. You do the same thing. You you remember when Take you it called? Take from someone who doesn't uh, like anime, bro. You called you you called arcane anime. Arcane is anime. <laughs> Arcane is not anime. I bro. watched Arcane and I know anime when I see it. You didn't watch Arcane. I watched you three should, minutes of Arcane and I said, "No, nah, watch all of it." I don't like anime. Our, <laughs> I believe is what I said. Chat of the year. It's not anime. <laughs> oh oh shit. Um, but yeah, Need for Speed. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna lose my mind. Let me let me go in on Need for Speed because the cool thing about Need for Speed, um, Colin, we talked about this very briefly before the show, and you mentioned something about it. I said, you got to play it. And you get, you said, I didn't even know it was out. Where is the marketing? Yeah, there was, it was terrible marketing. The best, the best marketing they had was people calling them, insulting people on Twitter. That's, that's about it. Yeah. Milkshake brain, milkshake company. Um, so here's the thing about this game is that there was reason to be concerned about this game. It was rumored for about a year. It was finally revealed only in the end of October with a December 2nd release date. We're recording this on December 3rd right now. The game officially came out yesterday. However, it was actually released in early access for EA Play members on the 29th. So I was playing it on Monday night into Tuesday. Um, worth noting, I beat this game. It took me about 23 hours to complete. I loved it, and I beat the shit out of it. The entire playthrough is up on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash jaketwitch. And mind you, there are some muted segments because there's a lot of licensed music. Asterisk, great soundtrack, 
cool soundtrack. Need for Speed always does a decent job with that. There's some misses for sure, but it hits more than it misses. Obviously, ASAP Rocky's all over it too, and I'm biased there. But um, this game had a lot of reason to be concerned because it had a, such a small ramp. I think marketing has been poor for it. The game came out in early access, and there were zero reviews. Even today, on the day after that it came out, Clearly, there's no embargo for reviews, but early copies didn't go out. It's a lot of red flags for game releases. You would think these guys are trying to hide an absolute piece of shit. So it was interesting to get my hands on it early and then not have any professional opinions out there and have to form my own, obviously, which, you know, you can say we're not influenced, but when you read and you see something that gets like 9s out of 10s, you go into it differently than you go into a game that has 4s out of 10s, right? How dare I have to create my own opinion? You know what I'm getting at here. Um, Jumping in, I was immediately astonished at the quality. It ran phenomenally. I played it on PC, and I streamed from the same PC that I was streaming it from. I had a great time. A little bit of issue with uh, controller support. For some reason, my Series X controller wouldn't work. I had to downgrade to my Xbox One X controller, which worked flawlessly. Still not a big deal. Um, Performance was great. It crashed once in 24 hours of gameplay or so. Just that's really what I have time. to do. That's what I have to do with my PC. I, I can't use my Series X controller. I have to hmm. use my uh, OG um, Elite controller. Yeah, that must be all right though. Elite's Elite's the way to go. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Um, I want to dig into gameplay a little bit. I mean, obviously we talked about arcade handling, but the way that this game is set up is very very interesting. Now, if you are for some reason If you're thinking about playing Need for Speed, I'm going to urge you right now, I'm about to set a timer. Fast forward to 60 seconds from this very moment. Well, I'll I'll start it in a second. Fast forward 60 seconds from when I say go, because I want to talk about very light spoilers for the first two hours of the game that will impact your playthrough if you don't know it. Um, But it's a very cool thing that we'll reference. Should I mute you for 60 seconds? No, you have to deal with it. You can deal with it being (sighs) spoiled. Sorry, buddy. Should have played How it on launch. How do you spoil a racing game? That's what I'm saying. I know it sounds weird if you're thinking about playing it, if you're going to jump in and play it. Fast forward 60 seconds from this very moment now. Okay, when you start the game, this is not unreasonable, but a lot of times when you start a brand new racing game, they'll give you like a sample, right? You'll do a race in the best car in the game, then they'll take it from you and you'll start and you'll pick your regular car, right? They're just trying to get things rolling for you. In this game, they don't do that. They give you a pretty decent car right off the jump. And you play through, you customize that vehicle, you're playing through as your starter car for about hour and a half, two hours, until the main antagonist of the game takes that car from you. They were actually your friend, they take the car, and then the cover car for the game, if you will, the main antagonist car, is your car. You've put time into it, you put money into it, it's been customized to your liking, and for the entirety of the game... You were racing to win back your original car. It adds something to the story that I think is very impressive, and it gives you a little bit more stake into us, you know, the story for a racing game, which hardly ever happens in video games. Hardly ever. So I think just a really cool twist on the norm. But that's it for the light spoilers. Almost 60 seconds to a T. Good to go. Interesting. But I think that that right there made me more invested in a video game a racing games story and a racing games gameplay and a racing games end goal than i've ever had in a racing game before and i was, was surprised as surprised as you are to hear it uh was as surprised as i as 
I was to play through it and have that kind of investment. So really cool and really unique. Once you get into the main part of the game, the setup is basically as follows. You are racing towards a four-week-long championship, if you will. So at the end of the month, you are going to be entering a big qualifying race to win the car, right? To win the game, to beat the game. To do that, every week there's a race on the weekends. So you kind of start with like a Persona-style calendar. You like Persona? Sure. All right. I've never played Persona. So it's like a calendar. So you start Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And on these six Fire days... Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's right. Stupid. Obviously. Um, you have day and night cycles. So during the day, you have low stakes races where you're riding around in the daytime. You're maybe making a little bit of money. You're, you know, banking it. And then you're going back to your house to like spend it on customization. At night, it's higher stakes races and you're going to work with a heat level. So as you do races throughout the night, you are collecting money and earning more depending on how risky of a race it is. And your heat level is like your GTA stars. You know what I mean? I think they yeah. had that. Do they have that Need for Speed heat as well? I'm assuming yeah, because yeah. it's called heat, they carried that over. Heat. Um, I think so, yeah. You end up in this risk-reward thing. So if I do one race, I win $20,000, let's say, in the nighttime. Yeah. And my heat level is now two. Now I have the choice to either go home and bank that $20,000 with my two-star wanted level or whatever, and then start the next day, or I could go do another race. I could go win another $20,000, but now to get home with my 40000 that I've banked, I've got a four-star heat level. So there's a risk-reward yeah. to every single night. You're trying to bank more so that you have enough money at the end of that week to enter the race with that qualified car. Over the four weeks, you have to get a car in each of the four classes, and you have to keep that car because at the end of the game, you race with an A-class car, an A-plus class car, an S, and an S-plus class car. So it's really a very cool, like build to the end and that's not a spoiler that's very much explained to you is that you're going to need four cars one from each class so it was really nice to get to the end of the game and then kind of have like that throwback of like oh yeah i'm driving the fucking first car the 99 mitsubishi eclipse from like the beginning of like the beginning hours of the game with our old paint job and stuff and like getting to go through like a who's who of all the vehicles that you've had was uh, a really nice touch i i can't sing the praises of this game enough again if i'm reviewing it i'm giving this game like a nine maybe a 9.5 it is the best arcade racing game that i've played since need for speed hot pursuit 2010 or maybe most wanted 2012 and honestly i think i like it more than either of those it's my favorite need for speed since i think underground I think Underground. It might, my, it might be my favorite Need for Speed ever, man. It is currently awesome. It, it's got an 80 on Metacritic. Yeah, uh, but it only has like five reviews. Score. It's only got like five um, reviews and it's not from any big outlets. Yes, six. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. We have one from Hobby Consoles. Yeah, Hobby Console. Um, Reach out. Maybe we can do a collab. You want to come on the podcast? <laughs> there's one in French that I can't read. I can Classic. read parts of it. You know, I took French in high school. Me too. Bonjour, je suis Jake Twitchin. Je voudrais. Je suis la jeune fille. I'm a little girl, I think. Très bien, très bien. Nice, well played. Un, deux, trois. Um, okay, any questions about Need for Speed? <laughs> Have I done it uh, justice? I, I definitely want to play it. Um, yeah, I think you did it, did it pretty You did it pretty good. It's It's just, it's one of those games, it's like, I have a hard time playing racing games that aren't Forza anymore um, because Forza I love it so is much more than Forza. Line. The thing about Forza is Forza, for, for, 
Forza. Um, Forza. Forza. Italian. Um, the thing about Forza is when you get out into that open world, I find it kind of overwhelming. You know, it is. It, it is, does. Yeah. It does feel a little bit like they want you to do every single thing in that game. It also Forza asks a lot from you in their menuing system. Um, what Need for Speed does well is that it has an open world and it has fun things to do on your way in between destinations, whether that's like, you know, speed traps or drift courses or, you know, little mini games like you would expect in a Forza in any open world video game. But what it does really well is that it doesn't make you feel like you need to do all of that. You can very much follow the main story quest. And because of the way that the game is set up with that day and night cycle, you're yeah. always sort of managing your time wisely. So that you yeah. don't feel like it would be impractical for you to spend too much time out on any given night just trying to like jump through every billboard in this area. And by God, more power to you if you want to jump through every billboard in that area. But I think the way that I did it to kind of power through the main story quest and then get into like the post game, if you will, to really clean things up was really nice. I feel like I got a lot out of the game in just completing it. And I think that if I wanted to go back, there's enough incentive to clean up those areas so that it would be, you know, fruitful to do so. Um, the other thing that I will say is that originally I had this game pre-ordered the basic version for $70 on PS5. It's only a Series X, PS5, and PC game. You can't play it on older generations. Then I realized there was kind of an asterisk here. If you have Xbox Live Game Pass Ultimate, you also have EA Play Basic, which gives you access to the game three days early now it's out but it gives you up to 10 hours of the game or lets you play through like the first chapter of the game for free which is really nice i plowed through that content and ended up waiting and i was like oh fuck it's days until the playstation 5 version comes out i ended up just buying a month of ea play pro for 15 dollars, which gives you full access to the game and i completed it so instead of paying 70 bucks to own the entire game i paid 15 bucks to play through it in four days a really reasonable thing to do during the holiday season when uh, your wallet yeah. might be stretched a little thin. So a cool way to tackle a game if you're looking for a, a nice weekend. I'm trying to see if I can get that on PlayStation because if I can, then I'll probably play it that way over the break. Yeah, um, you might be able over to. like Christmas. Um, but yeah, that is very, very nice. I, I'm very interested in this game. I like racing games. I can't recommend um, it enough, man. Really, really incredible. Good. And it's another one that made my top five game of the year. My list has changed drastically. I'm glad. I'm glad there's finally a good new Need for Speed. Me too. Because it's Me been too. a while. It's been a while. It feels great. Yeah. All right, gamer. Let's hear about gamer. The Callisto Protocol. Dude, the Callisto Protocol is. It's worth noting. Before, yeah. let, me, let me read the read you the Riot Act. This game came out yesterday. You're how far into it? Oh, uh, I'm on seven out of eight chapters, and I've played seven or eight hours. Cool. So, I mean, early opinions by all means, but pretty good look at what the game has to offer. Cool. I, yeah, I, I love it, man. Um, which some people, I, I do want to, some people have had questions like, <laughs> um, I'm going to back this up just a little bit. I... I was talking with somebody the other day about how God of War was good. Mm. I know this seems off topic, but I'm getting there. Um, and they're like, how long is it? And I'm like, it's like 30 hours. And they're like, oh, that seems short. And I was like, what? 30 hours for a single player game? That's great. Yeah. So we moved to this game and it's like eight to 12 hours for a single player mm -hmm. game. And people are like, oh, wow, that seems short. But when you look back, the Dead Space games were eight to 12 hours. Yeah, so I feel like 12 hours is a, is just game. 
You know what I mean? Like that 12 yeah. hours is about average for a single player video game for me. I think seven, yeah. six, seven hours is short. Like I would call Plague mm-hmm. Tale short, right? No. Is that about what Plague Tale was? Mm-mm, no. No. Okay, cool. Uh, it was longer than that. It was probably about the same length as... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like Need for Speed length, but it's long. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you can just easily make a new race in Need for Speed after like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, no. Uh, let's see. A Plague Tale, for example, was 17 hours. Oh, wow. A Plague Tale Requiem. A Plague Tale Innocence was 10 and a half. So they're, oh. they're, they're about all the same. But anyways, it's, it's an average length single player horror experience. Sure. Um, and I've been having a great time with it. It's very, it's hard to call this game pretty because it's, it's like gross, but it looks I, great. Yeah, I disagree. I think this game is like legitimately pretty. Um, it, the first yeah. most striking thing to me is the lighting system. Uh huh. Crazy. The lighting's great. There's lots of volumetric fog. Um, you mm. can see things creeping through the fog to come after you. Very, it's a very pretty game. I'll, I'll give it to him. It feels. It almost has that like shine to it that Death Stranding had. It's hard to explain. Sure. But some games graphics, you just look at them and it's like that feels I don't know. You get a certain vibe from it. Great game. Mm-hmm. Um I I okay, the the reviews for this are not great. Um yeah. they're sevens ish. Kinda like Sonic. Um and most people are mad because it's not scary enough. Um, they're mad about the combat system, which the combat system in this game is very interesting because you dodge, wait for an opening, and then attack with a melee weapon. Um, but the way you dodge is you don't like press a button as they're attacking you. You just hold your stick left or right, and you just keep it there. And as long as your stick is held to the left or right when the enemy attacks, you'll automatically dodge it. And if they do a second attack, you just move your stick to the other side and have it there. So That's you're not just moving your stick. Unreasonable to me. Uh, Sonic does that where Sonic has a parry system, but you can just hold down the buttons the entire time. So literally, as long See, as you're holding yeah. down the triggers, he'll parry when the attack comes in. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, very like it. It's not a timing based thing. It's sure. just as long as you have your stick in the right direction when the time comes. If they do like a three hit combo, then you have to go left, then right, then left, and then you're ready to hit. You're ready to attack. Some people hate it. Some people do not like it at all. I actually yeah. think it's quite fun. Um, it's not too complicated, uh, and it's fun. It does get a little difficult when there are multiple enemies attacking you at one time, but there are other ways to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I think um, another problem, which I, I, I theorized about this on the stream. I've been streaming this, and I'm also posting my entire playthrough on YouTube. Uh, so underscore K A U L I N E. Yes. Um, Plugs, baby. But people, people have said it's not as scary, and in some ways, I agree. I have yeah. not been, I have not been terrified or super anxious playing this like I am when I play Dead Space. I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing about it is the uncanny valley. And here's where I'm getting with that: is in this game, when you look at the main protagonist. He looks like a person. Like I wouldn't yeah. say it's it's mocap, right? I would not say that the main character inhabits the uncanny valley heavily. I think he's on the far end of looking photorealistic, right? When we go back to Dead Space, all your protagonists, your side characters, everything inhabits this very creepy part of the uncanny valley. 
and there's just something off-putting about everything in Dead Space. There's something off-putting about Isaac. There's something off-putting about all the monsters and everything. And I think it's something to do with the where this game is at in the Uncanny Valley and how scary it is. There's also questions about game design. Of yeah, I think... In Dead Sp- Go ahead. Well, in, in, in Dead Space, game design was a little bit different back then and how... Uh, rooms were not designed to be realistic like level design like if you walk into a room it could just be an open room with like a weird looking table in the corner right with nothing on it but in this game when you walk into a room you see a chair and a couch and a tv and things on the shelves and everything and it's much tighter because it's supposed to look like a real living space so when you walk in there you're like i know i'm not going to be attacked in this room because there's no way i could defend myself it's way too dense it's way too tight in here to be attacked so i feel safe here in dead space any room you go into they're wide they're open you think you can be attacked from any angle and i think that causes a lot more layers of fear where you're not sure where the things may be coming from Luber. yes layers of fear <laughs> correct i got um, that one of the things game. that i think of from like a non-scary perspective i don't know what it is and i don't know if this is like a so here's the thing is I'll preface it with I played Dead Space for the first time a month ago uh, around Halloween and I didn't find it very scary as well either con- con- oh, compared to like Dead Resident Space Evil and more terrifies me. Hmm, not so much for me and I'm a scaredy cat like I don't like scary games. However, um, I'm wondering why Callisto Protocol especially being new doesn't hit the same way and there was one yeah, moment I have... yeah, that I watched you, you experience and yeah. It just felt like everything is like I don't know if this is this is the this is this company's first game, right? Like yeah. it's it's Schofield's done this before, but I don't know if it's like it's striking distant studios. And I just don't know if it's maybe like was it EA's quality control? Was it their publishing house? Was it whoever was like where is the difference in the developments along the way between Dead Space and Callisto Protocol where maybe like some QA snuck by because what I saw was I saw one scene in particular where there was this telegraphed scare that I saw from a mile away and I am a sucker for getting like fucking terrified by things but you were walking up behind a character the character's looking at some MacGuffin on the fucking ground and as you're walking up to them you just know that this person is going to turn around and it's either going to be them and they're going to be like undead or it's going to be some sort of zombie or it's not really them you're like so ready for the fucking jump scare that when they deliver the jump scare it just looks fucking stupid you're you're like oh cool who would have thought i i don't know it's it's one of those things where like you get to the point where you expect a jump scare everywhere. Mm. So then how do you actually deliver on one? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. And, and just like, um, when you're, when you're going like through, that was like a cutscene type area kind of, Yeah. uh, but gameplay wise, when I am in gameplay in dead space, I'm a little scared because I think the problem that this game has is the melee combat. Not, not that the combat's bad. I enjoyed the combat, to be clear. But in Dead Space, when an enemy gets close to you, it's a bad time. It's bad because all sure. you have is a really ugly swing that doesn't do much damage that leaves you open for attack. In this game, most of your combat encounters are up close and personal. And mm. I think being up close and personal with every, almost every enemy 
I think it gets rid of that fear factor of I cannot let them get close to me. Because yeah. in this game, you want them to get close to you so you can deal damage to them. But in Dead Space, if they get close to you, you're screwed. You're done for. It's a very interesting thought. I think that like for a game that shares so much DNA with Dead Space, the fact that it plays so drastically differently with just some of those fundamentals. And it's something that you really can't know until you experience it too. Like from yeah. trailers and even like from the gameplay that they've shown, it just doesn't always go that way. It's like when you see a trailer or like when they first show the gameplay of like the last of us they're like walking around and they're slowly panning the camera left and right and they're yep. tilting the control stick a tiny bit so your character walks when nobody plays that way i'll fucking dodge roll I'm from sprinting. point a to point uh, b i'm fucking jumping yep. up on tables and shit i'm like a absolute asshole I'm like can you jump on this and i'm just like jumping yep, into yep. a fucking dumpster six times so it's one of those things that they don't think they really portrayed very well leading up to it so it's interesting to get that feedback i think from somebody who's you know deep into the game put in almost 10 hours a day after it came out so i hope that that leads people to experience this or, or know better what to expect when they get there yeah and i want to make it clear i love this game yeah i i'm going to continue i'm going to finish this game and i'm probably going to go back through and get the platinum on it because yeah. i am loving this game i think i do think some of the reviews are maybe a little unfair mm -hmm. um I, I mean everybody has their own opinion but uh, as a first outing for a studio, this is great. This is amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, the production quality is through the roof, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to see what they have in their pocket next. You know, I want this studio to thrive because I love survival horror, especially space stuff. I there's so many cool sci-fi sounds in this game. Good time to be you. It is. It is. I've got <laughs> Dead Space next month that we'll be yeah. playing. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to compare those. Oh, such a good game. Go play the Callisto Protocol, or at least watch it. I think it deserves yeah. to be. You know what's so uh, crazy is that like January is like January's popping, bro. Is it really? Low key. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Oh, we've maybe got it's not like we got first spoken, don't we? Maybe it's not like popping, but I mean, it's got Forspoken, it's got Dead Space remake, and it's got Fire Emblem. I mean, those are like arguably three cool. AAA bangers. Like, you know? Yeah. Like for January, like it's going to make it's going to make our game of the year list situation, I think, pretty interesting right off the jump as we build it. Like by the time we get to April, I feel like we're each going to have a top 10, which it probably took us until like June or July to really fill that out and have things that were like, hey, these are actually going to stick. I mean, it was interesting because we had Elden Ring pretty early last time, but I was about to say, have you seen February's release schedule? There's a ton. Crazy. There's like 20. Yeah, it's it's worse yeah. than last year's February. Fun um, times. Game are you going to play for Spoken? Yeah, yeah, I think I will. I'm excited for it. Have you seen the fast travel time? It's under a second. Yeah, it's crazy. It seems like that is the first like Square Enix game because that is not multi-generational, correct? That's current-gen only? Correct. It's yeah. PlayStation 5 only, I believe. Yeah. PS5 I and PC, oh, maybe? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think it's console exclusive to uh, PlayStation, which is nice. I mean, they kind of did that, but it's a little bit of a half-step with... Uh, integrate for square enix because that yeah. is still built off the bones mm -hmm. of final fantasy 7 regular yes also um it, it should be noted with callisto protocol while i'm thinking about it after bringing it up uh the performance on everything except for playstation is pretty rough from what i hear oh interesting but you're playing on playstation Even, yes i'm playing on ps5 and the performance cool. has been wonderful um but performance on pc especially has been bad which mm. is interesting too bad. Yes. Yep. Cool. 
All right. Final thoughts on Callisto? It's good. Go play it. Go watch it my good, play it good finale coming up on Colin's Twitch channel probably in the next 24 hours, right? Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Might even do it today. Who knows? Hell yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the fucking elephant in the room, baby. Deep breath, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Full transparency, I have about 30 hours into this game, and oh I am goodness. probably three hours away from rolling credits, but I've been at that point for about 10 hours because I am now just kind of like actively doing other stuff. I'm trying to like build my team and catch these things and do this side mission and collect these things and evolve this Pokemon this way and that way and that way. Um, it is a interesting video game, man. I was talking about this. I streamed the first like six hours of this game, and then I streamed again like a little like blip of it as well. And I had some deep thoughts. And during that, on multiple occasions, I said, I am really excited for Game List proper to talk about this game at length and try to wrap my head around the discourse of this game and why it feels like an exception and not a rule and hash it out kind of with you as well and try to like bounce it off of you and try to get to the bottom of a conversation that is happening far and wide not only in the video game industry but just by fans and players all around um let me like throw this to you like talk to me about like what you've seen of pokemon scarlet and violet what you've heard what you've listened to from like uh, industry veterans reviews the whole nine yards where are you where are you at on this thing um i've heard that it plays great as in mm -hmm. like it's fun mm -hmm. um technical issues are out the wazoo yeah um insane like frame rate barely gets above 20 um all sorts of just weird like glitches and like i think some people have called it haunted um where it's like yeah. nothing that's like game breaking but there's just like weird things that happen um Correct. i saw a person on twitter who made a mod for it that turned it into 60 frames and all the nintendo fanboys came through and said game this looks weird in 60 frames a second instead mm -hmm. of like oh this looks good they're like this is not how the game is meant to be played. It's <laughs> it's meant yeah. to be played at 20 frames a second. It's like, okay, uh, yeah. wrong. Um, I think I'm never going to play this game. I, it yeah. had me. I was excited about the school aspect, and I was like, maybe I'll finally play a Pokemon. And then I hear you're so, only at the school for like 10 minutes. It's so crazy. I left the school, and I didn't go back until it required me to like 20 hours later. Um, yeah. It's so crazy, because at the same time, I would say... I don't recommend this. I would also say like you should really play it. It's so fucking good and it's so fun, but it's like even more extreme than Sonic like we were talking about earlier in the show. It is just very strange and it's this gigantic Pokemon asterisk that exists in the world. As of right now, it is the worst reviewed game mainline Pokemon game on Metacritic. It is also now officially the best-selling mainline Pokemon game ever. So there is this weird middle ground of like they can't keep getting away with this, but clearly they fucking can keep getting away with it. And it's, you know, do Pokemon yeah. fans deserve better? The answer is absolutely yes. This game is a technical mess, but at the same time that it does so much wrong, it also does so much right. Game Freak and Creatures and the Pokemon Company International and Nintendo, which is a whole different subject as far as like who actually owns Pokemon. Um, 
are listening to criticisms for some things and then very much not listening to them for others. It seems like every time they put out a Pokemon game, a mainline Pokemon game, they can't do right anymore. With Brilliant Star, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl, everybody fucking hated the art style. Chibi doesn't look good enough. It's a downgrade. All of the Pokemon look static. How is this worse than Pokemon Sword and Shield? With Pokemon Sword and Shield, it was Dexit. You remember Dexit? The, the big issue about, like, why can't we catch every Pokemon in this game? And no, then, I don't remember that. So people were mad that the Pokedex was not complete. You couldn't go and grab every Pokemon in the game. There's now over a thousand Pokemon officially, by the way, in this game. Um, and, and, and this, in the Pokemon in universe. Scarlet in this Scarlet? game in particular, oh. I believe there's like 500. Um, well, are they but the problem with the Dexit thing was... What? Are people mad that the other 500 aren't in here? They're over it now. Um, okay. <laughs> or I guess the vocal minority is I shut mean, the fuck up about that it. That sounds like the internet, so... That's yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, their problem was that it was like, the Pokemon company lied. They said, we can't put them all in because we have to take more time to... It's not as easy as it was in, like, Generation 3 or 4. It was just fucking 2D sprites. It's not hard yeah. for us to bring those in and make them look pretty. It's just somebody draws them once and we're good to go. Whereas in this, we have to 3D model and render all these things. The Pokemon look more realistic. They all have sounds. You know, I think it's asking a lot to have a thousand little characters that are collectible in every Absolutely. single game. I don't think it's unreasonable. But they said... That's probably half of their pipeline in the game is Right. They said, the that, well, we're working on making these characters look and sound better than ever. And then they started doing, like, comparisons to the last game. And it was, like, very clearly they just ripped stuff from, like, Pokemon Sun and Moon and put those animations into Sword and Shield. It's like, so what were you really doing? Cutting corners? But then um, if they if they made new new sounds and stuff, then they'd be like, this Pokemon doesn't sound the same. There's it no there's no winning, but at what point do you start to like agree? Because I think the issue that a lot of people are seeing is that the Pokemon Company and Game Freak is a relatively small team for AAA development. Yeah. Um which feels wrong because you're the biggest game franchise. No, uh, let me let me rephrase that. You're not the biggest game franchise. You're the biggest anything franchise. Pokemon is the biggest IP in the world. I mean bigger than the Avengers, it's bigger than Disney anything, it's bigger than whatever you're thinking about. Like, oh, no, Harry Potter's bigger. Oh, no, Lord of the Rings is bigger. No, you're wrong. This makes the most money. This is the number one thing that exists out there. Um I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Oh, 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 actually, okay, I just looked it up. Okay. It is number one. Can you guess what number two is? Uh, Disney. You'll never guess it. Uh, Transformers. Hello Kitty. Oh, Sanrio, yeah. That number one is Pokemon with uh, 92 billion. Number two is Hello Kitty with 80 billion. Mm -hmm. Can you guess number three? Marvel. Winnie the Pooh with 75 oh. billion been around too too long four is mickey mouse with 70 mm -hmm. and five is star wars with 65 nice. billion makes sense so yeah pokemon's the biggest thing ever and they still release games that are under par with all this power behind them and what's weird is that the pokemon asterisk and the thing that i really want to get to the bottom of is that why do we look at it the same way? And I'm guilty of this. We look at it differently to other games. If any other game would have released a game in this condition, I think it would have received like fours and fives, but because it's Pokemon and because it's been stagnant for so long and because they're trying new things, we cut it a break and gives it, give it sevens and eights when yep. I don't think anything else would get that treatment. It's just a very difficult thing to like 
wrap your head around the entire form of the conversation. I don't even, it, it's tough to even put into words here, but it's a mess and it's frustrating, but it's also so good in my favorite Pokemon game in so long. Like <laughs> the things that it does, it does so right. I mean, obviously you look at it in the frame rate, especially like background frames is just abysmal. You'll see things that make me like, laugh out loud all the fucking time did you just say this is your favorite pokemon game in so long yeah it's my it might be my favorite pokemon game ever um then why is it not in your top 10 because of the pokemon asterisk that we're trying to figure out i don't know i don't know it feels wrong it feels fucked up i like pokemon legends arceus maybe more than it in some ways in most (laughs) ways in pokemon legends arceus I understand, I understand. This is why it's weird. This is why it's weird. Pokemon Legends Arceus has... This game has higher highs, but also lower lows. As a complete package, I think I prefer Arceus and what it was doing and what it was getting at. And then Arceus also walked so that this game could run. This game wouldn't exist without Legends Arceus doing what it did. Um, So I think I'm owing it... I'm paying it respect in that, in putting it higher up on my list. But there's something about this one. It's also... Legends Arceus is not a mainline Pokemon game. Keep that in mind as well. So when okay. you're saying that I'm contradicting myself, it, it, I, I am a little bit. It's still tough to tell. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think it matters if it's mainline or not. Just... No, that being said, I think Pokemon Snap is my favorite Pokemon game of all time. I'm just kidding. It's not. Um, but there's just a lot of stuff that this game does very well and that's really impressive. I mean, this is the game that Pokemon kids dreamed of. When we played Pokemon on the Game Boy Advance for the first time and we took our first like big jump in Pokemon, we saw the possibilities, but we saw the shortcomings more so. And everybody dreamed of that Pokemon console game of I want to go out into the world and throw Pokeballs at Pokemon and have them walk alongside me and live that Pokemon fantasy that everybody has when you first realize what Pokemon is. And this is the first game that really actually makes that happen. You are in an open world. There are Pokemon running around in that world. You can catch them. You can battle with yours. You can sit with yours and pet them. You can have picnics. You can feed them sandwiches. It does a lot right, but it also comes up so fucking short. And I just really hope they figure it out in the future, man. It's it's a frustratingly disappointing and it is mesmerizingly incredible. <laughs> I'm glad. I, you know, I don't understand all the Pokemon. Um, I don't know. What would I call it? Um, brown nosing. Yeah, Pokemon sure. brown nosing. Uh, I don't understand it, but I mean, if people are enjoying their games, then whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm enjoying tough. my games. Y'all guys can enjoy your games. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, it's a tough game to recommend, but at the same time, it's not tough at all. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's a conundrum. It's a, it is a video game conundrum. I find it extremely difficult to talk about, and I, just, I, I think I'm not doing it justice here. in a Pokemon game? I'm watching uh, that. I don't know. So that's the other thing, too, is that, like, this game is packed to the brim with all these features like i've never in my 30 plus hours of playing this game i've never had a single picnic i've never brushed my pokemon i left the school i never went back to the school i didn't take any of the classes for all intents and purposes i've played this game wrong but the game has let me play it wrong they've also went on a pretty big tangent about how like this is the first pokemon game where you can go anywhere and do anything but if you go anywhere and do anything you have the potential to ruin 
your fucking game. Like, so yeah. there's no level scaling or anything like that. So if you go and you do the hardest gym first, you're just going to get fucking pulverized. If you go and do like a mid-range gym first, you might be able to pull it off. But then when you go to that first gym that you were supposed to do, you're going to absolutely fucking steamroll it and you'll be robbed of the experience you're supposed to have in fighting a Pokemon gym. So you end up having a path that's a little bit more, a little more linear than I think that they are expecting you to have hmm. it's it's weird man it's it's a tough one to talk about and i i do feel like i'm coming up short in my explanation of where it falls for me but um i mean it's just it's, a it's so like uh, i guess like oh. here if you want like the quote it's so bad i love it <laughs> oh just like uh sonic no sonic's really good just all around like a very good game oh okay 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 this is uh Ooh. this is not making my game of the year list. It's not. It's off. Uh for a little while I had it on I think it was in like spot nine or ten, and it fell off after playing a couple things that I missed. We'll get to that shortly. Um anything else that I, what am I forgetting to say about Pokemon? There's so much I wanted to say and that I'm not saying. The new Pokemon designs are really cool. There are some really great ones in there. The Violet Legendary is rad. Uh riding around on a bike is more fun than you might think. Playing with your friends is oh, pretty impressive. You know, I saw where you could plug up a second controller and push forward on the stick and yeah, you run twice that. as fast. Such a fucking mess, dude. Such a mess. All right. Great. That's it. That's my, that's my honest try about Pokemon. And it's a conversation that I think requires more, but there's no proper way to have it. There's no good format. It is a mess. And I think in the long run, it's just like the Pokemon company needs to do better. They need to make better games because... It can't go on. Ugh, I say that too. Like, again, we're here again. It can't go on forever. Clearly it can. You can put out the worst Pokemon game and have it be the most popular one. So, I yeah. don't know. And, and they're just... All they have to do is just never acknowledge this happening and they can go on and be just fine. I know. They're it's, the only company that can get away without acknowledging the disaster that this launch was. It's true. It's true. But... Okay. Anyways. You've been playing... Something, what did I call this the other day? Hard Shipbreaker? Ship, ship. Something, Hard Space Shipbreaker. It's a also bad name. Yeah, um, but it's got a good, a good cover. Yeah, it's got a, a good gameplay loop, too. Um, I don't know, were you, in the, were you in the Power Wash Simulator gang when that went off? I played Power Wash Simulator one time, and I understood it, but uh, by the end of my Power Wash Simulator session, by the time you hit like 90% in Power Wash Simulator, I'm like, okay. Find that last thing. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, I'm playing hide-and-go-seek with dirt. So this is kind of similar to that, I would equate. Um, and Except what, what it is is you're in a zero-G, like, uh, I don't know, like dry dock in space. And pretty much your job is to go and break down ships and recycle them. So... You're, you got your tools and you got your little receptacles on each side. You got a recycling bin, you got a furnace, and then you got like a another place down below you where you can sort all the things that you cut off of this ship. Every time you cut off a piece, you just shoot it towards the certain recycling bin and you make money. And, and that's pretty much it. You break down these ships piece by piece. You see them disappear slowly before your eyes and you work your way through like the story. Um, you start out with like $1.2 billion in debt. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a Tom Nook situation where you're trying to slowly work off your debt. Uh, 
but man, it's it is quite a fun game. It's very cathartic. It's one of those podcasts. So it's like games. relaxing, yeah. Yeah, very relaxing. It's very great to just cut up cut apart a ship and slowly uh, see your work progress. The good thing about it is it's not like um, it's not like the uh, the power wash simulator because since you're floating in zero G's, you're not just gonna like lose a piece of the ship. Like you can see all of your pieces. So if you're missing something, you just look for it and then you toss it away. Um, so you know there there are hazards on the ship. Like there are certain things that if you shoot them, they'll blow, they'll explode. But if as long as you take apart the ship in the right, the correct manner, then nothing will explode. And you can you can kind of scan your ship to see what things are volatile, what things can be cut safely. And it's very slowly. It's like you're slowly unpeeling an onion in a video game. Uh, and by the end, you're it's all gone, and it, you feel very accomplished. It's it's quite an interesting game. It looks cool, man. It's fun. I think you Where did might you enjoy it. Play it. It's not a full price game, yeah. Uh, correct. It's like thirty bucks. I'm playing it on PlayStation right now. It recently mm-hmm. came to consoles. It's been out on PC for quite a while. Um, yeah, is it a VR game on this. PC? I don't think so. I feel like it would be a good. I VR think game. it could totally work as a VR game. Yeah, but I don't think it is. Pretty um, cool. Yeah, I think it, it's very fun. If you if you want a nice catharsis, catharsis game, go play this game. Hard spaceship breaker baby um i made good i did a good boy thing i missed stray Finally. and i made it and i made it right i went back and i played stray and part of it was like goatee cleanup where this has been on your game of the year list for a while and i think what really happened was it got nominated for game of the year at the game awards and that i think raised a lot of eyebrows on like this one you know is that really what we're going for here? Um, is this really like a game of the year contender? And I played it, and my end takeaway is, you know, maybe not game of the year, but one of the games of the year. A top, mm-hmm. a top tenner, a top tenner. And spoiler alert, it's in my top ten now. It knocked Pokemon out. That's the reason, is because I played Stray. And I honestly fucking loved it. It brings up a really interesting question. I mean, first of all, Stray is the game where you play as like a cat. It's a short game. It's a mostly linear, pretty much game. There's a couple open yeah. areas, but um, for the most part, it's just like a single-player adventure game. It's not even quite a platform. We've already talked about this game at length on the show, um, and a lot of people at this point know what it is, so I won't go too much into like recapping, like, well, the story is actually very cool, because it is, um, but... It brings up like a question that I want to have a conversation around, especially as we go into the Game Awards, is like... When you look at like movies and TV and like visual media like that, things are separated. You know, there's like an Oscars and there's an Emmys for movies and TV. And I think that Stray is hindered by its like length and its scope. It's so hard to compare Stray to God of War or to Elden Ring. But it's a game that I think stands up to them in some ways. And I just wonder if there is just like a conversation to be had around, um, like scope and size of like video games when we're talking about game of the year like is there a world where stray is the game of the the short game of the year you know what i mean like what is that not so much indie game of the year but same thing with like um hades last year which actually ended up winning game of the year but it's another tough one to compare like how do you compare hades to 
uh, Sekiro or, you know, Breath of the Wild. What do you, do you think there's anything to that? Do you think there's a way where Stray gets its shine in the video game I mean, world? I, I think probably indie is the best place for it. Yeah. Um, I, I do think like, you know, in the, the film world, there are movies and there are short films. And mm-hmm. oftentimes the short films are much more impactful than the, the full movies. Sure. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like it deserves credit, but there's probably no good way to do it. Or if there is, we haven't discovered it yet. And yeah. until then, it's just going to be a name that we recognize, but can't uh, acknowledge. Yeah. Maybe it's wise. like because Indies even feels weird, too, because indie films get nominated for Best Picture all the time you know, up against blockbusters, which blockbusters don't even get nominated. You know, things, that's like another big differential is like the Avengers doesn't get nominated for best picture. The only time that's really ever like happened is like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, you know, the the biggest movie of the year, Avatar will not be nominated for best picture that year. Um, I wonder if it's like, maybe it's more like boxing classes. Like, like if we put like God of War, God of War and Elden Ring are heavyweights, man. This is like a, should, should games be, should games be um, sorted by game of the year based on budget on their double A game of the year, triple A game of the year and game of the year. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I mean, we're making our own awards this year. Maybe we have like the double A game of the year. Add that to the list, Colin. Okay. Can't, can't Isn't do. that a good category? Double A game Actually, of the year. Actually, we already have that best double A game. That's already okay. on it. <laughs> well, that's a fucking fantastic idea. But like now, best stray, single A game. So it's like Stray versus Sonic versus uh, Plague Tale, right? Like I, that's I, I like guess, the category I guess we'll for have itself. To, we'll have we'll have to find a specific uh, monetary yeah. cutoff for double A. Sure. Yeah. Or like studio, studio that makes it, but that gets a little bit into indie ter- territory too. I don't know. It's interesting. Stray is awesome. Go play it. Uh, also, low low ceiling for uh, investment too. If you're a PlayStation Plus user and you go to that middle tier instead of the big baller tier, you can play Stray in its entirety for her. But uh, it's worth the, the thirty bucks too. Oh, I didn't get the fucking platform. Platinum. I get platinum. What did I get platinum for? I got platinum for something recently. Um, I got my third platinum. Uh, oh, I got three. I, I got three. Uh, Tinykin, Astrobot, and Ratchet and Clank are my only. Well, three. technically, Tinykin is not a platinum. I got a thousand gamer score. It fucking counts. Uh, does it though? Gamer score is not as fun. Not All as right, fun. let's talk about the worst game ever made. All right, everybody, set your fucking timers because it is time oh, for dang the it. Destiny two minutes. Ready, set, go. Um. This week in Destiny, there was a community event that they gave us two weeks to do that was completed in 25 hours because we found an exploit and we exploited it. And yeah, we finished the community event like super, super fast. Uh, Also, I said time to talk about a terrible game because I thought we were talking about As Dusk Falls and not Destiny. Um, So forgive me, Destiny. I I'm sorry. Uh, season, the next season's starting up in a couple days. There's a new dungeon coming out in under a week. Uh, very exciting times. This season's been, uh, it's been like a seven, but hopefully next season will be better because it's leading up to light fall in February. Um, Destiny's good. Oh, I did a Grand Master Strike. Man, that was very hard. Took like two hours, multiple attempts. 
but we got it done and i'm only one trophy away from getting the platinum on destiny which is as easy as creating a hunter um so pretty much got the platinum on destiny now so great game love it and on to now finally on to the worst game ever made no it's now time for a brand new segment you get your destiny two minutes it's time for the final fantasy 14 minutes where i talk about final fantasy 14 for 14 minutes where did, where did this come from no i don't have anything to talk about uh, final fantasy 14 is in like it's for me it's like upkeep mode for final fantasy where you just hit like a point in between like content patches where there's really not much it's like uh bi-monthly they put in like i don't know you get out of it what you decide to put in and for me i'm not much of a like you're yeah. in like kind of content grinding mode for destiny where you're like if i do this raid 300 times then i can get the cool helmet and i don't do that like i don't have the fucking will to be like well i really want this like these boots so i'm gonna keep playing this until i get my boot drop i'd rather fucking die like well, i'm not interested i'm kind of in that mode i'm kind of out of that mode now i i ran king's fall which was like the new seasonal th raid mm -hmm. um which it's actually from og destiny but uh i ran it as many times each week i had like x amount of tries each week to get mm. the the exotic uh i never got it i ran yeah. it every single time i could this season and i never got the exotic that's so. how games as a service goes man you have you have yeah busy months you have short months you have lulls you have you know big content weeks you know it comes and goes no, no shame that's in that. what i've been doing for about the past month is just hopping on each week to get done what i need to try to get yeah. the exotic and then i'm waiting for next season to hop in more oh yeah all right as dusk falls man we made fun of this game so badly and, and i'm I'll not saying to. that this game is absolutely at the very least going to make my honorable mentions this year here's here's the thing i get it 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 and i've never played like a life is strange game either but maybe i need to as well there's so much better than this game i don't know if you're right this game is impressive man and let me tell you why i mean the first thing that's to know about it is like your disposition about this game is mostly based around its visuals correct everything about it Go ahead. What else? What else you got besides visuals? Everything. Oh, okay, cool. Everything. Um, yeah, everything. The visuals are a sore point, no doubt. But what's cool about this game is that it does do storytelling in such a way that it gives you just enough of like a oil canvas painting for you to fill in the blanks in between like scene shifts. So that sort of sore point does fade away for me in time. What it does great is it is a basically like a visual novel that you are controlling with a couple QTEs like your favorite uh, Until Dawn games. Uh, what are they called? Man, uh, yeah. Man Madan games? Man Madan? Uh, Dark Pictures Anthology? Dark Pictures, yes. It's very similar to that. And you're doing branching story paths. So I think it's that, only it's not based around horror, basically. Um, and then instead of bad graphics, it's got those watercolor paintings going on. Um, yeah, oh, that's a slight. We're hitting it. <laughs> I think you should uh I think you should totally play um Oh, I'm not going to defend the Dark Pictures games. I mean, yeah. they're they're cheap at best, yeah. but they're fun. Uh I think you should definitely play uh Life is Strange. Yeah, I really uh, I want to. I think you'll enjoy those um, so much. What more. As Dusk Falls does really well is that I'm playing it on stream twitchtv Twitch with my buddies 
on mic and we're kind of riffing off of it we're making fun of it sometimes but then other times it does do some pretty interesting story direction stuff where we're all kind of like jaw dropped that it actually went to this place and then the other good part about it is that this has twitch chat integration in a way that I have never seen before in my life it is so fucking cool we went with the no override option so it is full on democracy Every time there's a decision to be made, it gets turned over to Twitch chat. Twitch chat logs in, they type in hashtag one, two, or three, or four, or five to just choose their option, and then that option is how the fucking story plays out. And it can result in people dying, the story taking hard left turns. It is really rad, and it is creating... It's one of the most fun things that I've ever streamed on Twitch. And that, I think, is saying a lot. I've streamed a lot of stuff. Um... Really cool, really fun. Colin, I urge you to just come in tonight for a half hour. I'm streaming it tonight um, and check out this game. Like, I think that you might think differently about it, especially enjoying the vibes and the chaotic mess that it does as far as, like, you can come well, in and start doing, like, the wrong answers and just, like, fucking with us and you see, enjoy watching I, things spiral. I probably will enjoy it, but mm -hmm. I just want to stick on my high horse of hating this game for no reason. Oh, come on. I'll say something nice fun. about Sly in a few minutes, if you come. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. All right. I doubt it. All right. As dusk falls, and with that, um, we reach, I believe, everything current, everything that we've played that came out this year that was potential for the game of the year list. So we're gonna do something a little bit different. We're gonna run down our current game of the year list right now, and then we're gonna talk about some of our gaps. So let's take a peek at what we've actually put together on our list. So we have. First place for you is now God of War Ragnarok. You proud of that? Yep. Proud of it, absolutely. I think you should be because it's number two for me. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is still number one. Your number two is Elden Ring, which is my number three. Then you have Plague Tale Requiem at number three is wild. Absolutely. Love that If game. you had to put Callisto somewhere right now, where do you think it would be? I think it would be seven, knocking off Ghostwire and shoving Stray and Lego Skywalkers down. That's fair. Okay, so my number four is Sonic Frontiers. Yours is Horizon Forbidden West. Number five is a new entry as well, Need for Speed Unbound for me, Citizen Sleeper for you. Six is Pokemon Legends Arceus, Destiny 2 for you. Seven, eight, nine, ten for me is Tinykin, Splatoon, Stray, and Shredder's Revenge. Seven, eight, nine, ten for you is Stray, Skywalker Saga. Interesting. That's going to make it to your game of the year, huh? I think so, yeah. I actually yeah. have it right here beside me where I'm playing through it uh, a little bit every day, just picking up all the extras oh shit uh ghostwire tokyo and cult of the lamb nice little lists we got brewing yeah nice little um, lists i think the reason lego scar blah, 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 blah. i think the reason lego star wars skywalker saga is so high on mine is just because those og games uh have a special place in my heart from my mm -hmm. childhood so yeah. it's a lot of nostalgia that. i definitely get that um okay so let's talk about things that we have missed i think is the way to do things so okay. there's an elephant in the room here. Xenoblade you haven't played 3. Citizen Sleeper. No, it feels wrong that you haven't played my game of the year, but I understand it's a $60 investment. And that's, yeah. it's unfortunate that it is because I think you would be interested in it if it was like on Game Pass or something. But I would love I, yeah, for you to get to that game. If it was on Game Pass or something, I would totally check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we have a lot of like crossover, especially in like our top games i mean plague tale i feel like i watched you play enough xenoblade i just didn't stream it so you didn't have the chance to like watch me so i feel like you're really 
and don't take this as an insult, you're pretty clueless on my favorite game of the year. You know what I mean? Um, I played Xenoblade 2 for like 10 hours and hated it, yeah, if that makes any difference. But I played a little bit of Xenoblade 2 and hated it too, and Xenoblade 3 is my game of the year. We'll um, we'll, we'll I see. Maybe it'll go on deep discount next month. Unless I can get it for anywhere between $10 and free, I do not see a universe where I'm checking out Xenoblade That's so year. fucking insulting. <laughs> um, I just, I don't see it. So insulting. And, yeah. That okay. one picture of the UI that I sent you, that was it. That was the nail in the coffin that I'm never... You're really setting gonna... yourself up to have Sly Cooper ethered in our next conversation with an attitude like that. <laughs> I'll, just right. tur- I'll, just, I'll just mute you on Discord. <laughs> Colin with the other day was like, I'm worried about us disagreeing because people are going to think that we don't like each other. <laughs> I truly... Dude, sometimes when we get in arguments about Sly Cooper, I dislike you and myself for about 10 minutes, and I'm like... <laughs> yeah, 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 just, without a doubt. We're just having You saying $10 debate. in free for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to my number one <laughs> game of the year on a show where we talk about our game of the year list does make me want to actually meet you in person so that I can kill you, but... Exactly. And... <laughs> <laughs> In 10 minutes, it's, it's all going to be all, fine. It's all fun and debates in the end. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, like, misses. Tell me about some of the stuff that's written in your column for so, misses this year. My column for misses, um, of course, is Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pokemon games. Yep. Kirby. Live Alive. Uh, so far, you can see the overarching like theme is just Nintendo games. Yeah, I'm surprised um, at your list. I think we're handling our lists differently because mine are like games that I would be willing or want to check out and yours are like things you're never going to play. Well, that's it for mo- for like half of them. The yeah. other half that I have, well, there's also Sonic. I probably won't play that. Mm-hmm. The three that I want to play that, I, that I'm most likely to get to playing by the end of the year mm-hmm. is Immortality, Norco, and Pentiment. Oh, highbrow shit. Yeah, highbrow. Smart boy games. Okay. Yeah, like Citizen Sleeper. You gonna obligate to any of those to getting into them? Um. No. Okay. I I I mean they are, they are the highest on my list of what to get to. Um. I I guess I should also mention uh Marvel's Midnight Suns would be yeah. there. Um. But it's kind of to the point in the year where I'm broke and there's so much to play and not enough time left. There is. There um, is. For me, yeah. I am... So I am definitely still going to check out Crisis Core Reunion. You guys know I'm hyped for that. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, it's probably going to make my game of the year. I've played the original and I fucking love it. I think it's enough of like, this isn't quite a remaster. It's more of a remake. Uh, somewhere in between those, it'll be determined. If you can put Destiny 2 on your list, I can put Crisis Core on mine. My guess is that it'll make it on there. But there are other That's things fine, I want to check yeah. out too. There are some big misses that I'm like actually interested in playing in the form of like Sifu, Horizon Forbidden West, Stranger of Paradise, Mario and Rabbids, uh, Sparks of Hope. Stray was on my list, but I knocked it off, which I'm proud of. Citizen Sleeper. I lost a bet and I'm going to try that for you. Uh, and then Dragon Quest Treasures comes out. We'll talk about that in our coming soon for December. I'm thinking about picking that up as well. You know, you are lucky that I assigned Stray to you considering it's on Game Pass. Um, Stray. Or I'm sorry, uh, Citizen Sleeper. I just read Stray right before. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's a Game Pass game, so you don't even have to spend any extra money to play it. 
Good. I can't wait for you to lose a bit so I can assign you a $60 Xenoblade 3 game. You will play uh, that game by the time the game uh, list, the series know. ends in 30 years. And we're going to do this until we're 30, old, right? 30 days. Joke's on you guys. This was a one-year thing. and <laughs> Colin's contract is up and he's leaving. <laughs> yep, sorry, guys. It's going to be a one-man show from here on out. Um, I think by the end of the month, I would like to put some time into... I do want to put into Horizon. Horizon is my biggest gap on your list for a game that I think that I might appreciate. That's in my wheelhouse, and I gotta check out. Uh, I'm hard on it. I don't think it'll break in. I don't think I will play like hours and hours of Horizon right now, but I would like to check it out. So, if I could do Horizon, Crisis Core, and then maybe one other game from those that I mentioned, I'd feel pretty pretty good about it. Um, Did you that, like Zero like... Dawn? No, I liked I liked like it Horizon, enough. Then. I played it for like ten hours, and then one day I was like. I'm gonna play something else and then there won't be that's exactly the experience you'll have with forbidden west then probably but yeah i think it's yeah. gonna look pretty though on my playstation 5 and i deserve to so. oh it does it is beautiful probably all things considered i do have a 10 hour free trial of it as well so pretty easy oh, yeah. one to hop in there and gain the pain absolutely of. do the trial dude yeah also I th is it 10 hours i thought it was like two I have a trial for as long as i'll need for a form to form an that's, opinion on horizon i'm sure that's of it that's fair that's fair. That's um, fair. Alright, cool. That puts us in pretty good shape. Let's jump into some stuff that we've been playing that is not game of the year things. Uh you've been checking out hot off of your Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. You checked out Infinite Warfare? Why why? Because I've I've really if you look at my games recently, I've really been on like a space sci-fi kick. Yeah, I guess Infinite um, Warfare does qualify there, huh? Yeah. Um I think Infinite Warfare has one of the best single shot campaigns ever in Call of Duty. Um, I don't think I, I think I was already off Call of Duty campaigns. I think the last campaign that I played was like Black Ops Three, and I didn't even finish it. Was this before or the, after Black Ops Three? This is after. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It gets I get it mixed up. I think I played Advanced there. Warfare, which was first, and that one had like the double jump boosty boost. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one that. was really good too. Yeah. That one was really good. Um this one is it has a is great this Kevin story. Spacey? No, no, that was Advanced Warfare. Okay. This, this is not Is Kevin this John Spacey. Snow? This is John Snow. This Kit is Kit Harrington. Harrington. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um so I actually played through Are we this past that? Do they have celebrities in the new one or no? Uh yeah, they're all real actors. Um oh, have you watched The Boys? You no, I watched the, the opening boys, scene yes. of The Boys and it grossed me out and uh, I quit. That's fair. Well, one of the I watched more of The Boys than I watched of Arcane, though. Mm. I don't like one anime. of the actresses in The Boys is in the new Call of Duty game, so they're not past the celebrity things yet. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, but still not as big as like Kit Harrington or anything. But this game, it's like a it's it's a space sci-fi shooter. Like you go to different planets, you go, you're on like venus or something sometimes you're on an oh. asteroid at others it's just cool sci-fi stuff so it's far and future that's interesting i didn't know they really even yeah did that. yeah and you like you have like uh like space battles in a ship or like no dog shit. fights yeah <laughs> it's actually really fun um it's great and i i just wanted to go revisit so i did a playthrough on my youtube um Holding it up. reminded me um yeah i would say so graphically yes gameplay um i like where cod is at now the gameplay in cod is like perfect now i think for a mm -hmm. cod game uh gameplay back in the old times with the attachments and everything's where you have like three attachments per gun and stuff is very odd 
things are so much better in COD now that way. But yeah. this is a great COD story. Gunsmith gang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Gunsmith is great, honestly. Um, uh, yeah, this game's just a good COD campaign. Like, I, I'm not speaking on the multiplayer because I never played it. But yeah. if you want a good COD campaign, play this one because I yeah, love it. If you want to be an asshole and play a fucking seven year old Call of Duty game instead of Xenoblade, your buddy's game of the year. That's the hey, one. This for one was you. free. Uh, this one was free. I've had this. Look, here's the here's the case, right? Oh, I opened yeah, it up, yeah. opened it up, and I had the receipt in here from when I bought it in uh, 20, 2017, June sixth, twenty seventeen. I bought this game for thirty six dollars. Enough of Call of Duty, God of War. Um, you so were just in God, of War, God of War mode so hard after platinuming the other two that you were like more. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever played this? No, never played the oh, OG dude. God of War. I love the I beat it. God of War. I finished it. Nice. Loved yeah, it? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, and now Hold I'm up. on to God of War 2. It holds up better than you think God of War 2 is so fucking sick, too. It God of War, the OG, gets a little long in the tooth at the end. Like I it feel does. like you spend a little bit too much time on, like trying to get Pandora's box. Um, it's an impressively it's long game. Like I think that it was is. like a surprising thing. Like you, you would picture that original God of War to be like three or four hours long, and it ends up being like twelve or sixteen or something like that. Like it's a lot. Uh, it was like six to eight. It, oh, it okay. Was, That's not yeah, bad. I've got my playtime. I'm actually I'm playing it on my Steam Deck. I'm emulating oh, cool. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I totally bought the PS2 Physical game and ripped it and put on. Yeah. Um, but it has been. Oh, actually, I have. God of War 2 loaded up right now. Nice. Um, it's really fun, Does man. Does God of War 1 have the fucking minigame? Yeah, that's right at the start. Yeah, oh, right yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, I missed sure. it, though. I didn't know that was a thing, and I just walked right past it, and then I saw a TikTok about it, and I was like, dang it. Yeah, dude. Good. I missed it. Uh, but the game um, is wild. It was like the first game. It was that game in 2005 and 2004 is Resident Evil that like broke down the idea of quick time events. And it does overuse them a little bit. It relies on them pretty heavily. But to be honest, so yeah. do the new God of Wars. <laughs> like, so sp speaking of the quick time events in this game, um, lots of this, I'm playing the PS3 remaster. Mm -hmm. um, so lots of games to this day still have things that are tied to frame rate. Um, so like certain games, if you crank their frame rate up, the game plays faster. So, like, if I'm emulating Sly Cooper and I crank the frame rate up above 60, if I crank it up to, like, 120 frames a second, I'll actually be playing the game at two times speed. Mm -hmm. um, so this game, the QTEs are tied to frame rate. So the faster frame rate you have, the less time you have in the QTEs. So I, I'm running. So that's it. something like I'm not very much. We, you and I differentiate very, very much on like you are a super frame rate graphics snob, and I am not yeah. at all. I will play something in grainy 480p first to retain oh. that initial thing. I would never go back and play a game at a, at a faster speed. You should rethink that. You should play it the way well, that it's meant to be played. I it plays one. Everything in the game plays wonderfully at 60 frames, except for the QTEs. The QTEs are just. I have to get them twice as fast and I yeah. miss them a lot. Um, mm. But I, I, I tried it at 30 frames and I did not enjoy it. So I went in and made some adjustments and now I'm playing it at 60 and I think it's worth the uh, QTE adjustment. Um, also, that's probably why your game only took you six to eight hours. By the way, <laughs> You're playing it two times speed. No, no, I'm not <laughs> other than, other than, other than the QTE. I'm, I'm the normal speed. 
Okay, good. I'm, it's, it. it's, I'm not, I'm not like running around super fast. Cool. I'm glad you checked that out. Check out the whole trilogy. I think God of War 2 is like a PS2 That's powerhouse, dude. That's like the most impressive thing. God of War 2, Shadow of the Colossus 2, uh, Shadow of the Colossus are like the two games that I would show on PS2 to somebody of like, look what this little fucking system was capable of. Very impressive. Yeah. Games. My, my plan is to finish God of War 2 on this. And I think I'm going to play God of War 3, the PS4 version. Um, yeah. Like the yeah, PS4 yeah. remaster. Yep. That's the way to do so, it for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Ascension, you can skip. I don't love Ascension, but you should There's check a- out the Chains of Olympus and Ghosts of Sparta as well. Those were PSP games say- and I adored them. Like they are honestly, they are hand to God up there with God of War 2 and 3 for me as far as like quality there's goes. a They're bunch really of those like smaller ones uh the that's mobile it. ones that I'm gonna have to check out no, on, that's all of them on this. there's two well there there was also like uh like some like they had a oh god was it like an iPad game or something I don't know there were other there's like, like an smaller old game loft side scrolling like mobile game but I don't think that's like a yeah no, if you saw that you'd out. be like oh wait no but like ascension um, ghost of sparta and what was the other one chains, chains of olympus of, of yeah. olympus like that's three more games that i'm gonna have to check out on top yeah. of these ascension three, so. ascension would be the one that you play before 2018 it's the one that people most are willing to forget but <laughs> uh things mm-hmm. that i'm not willing to forget i played a lot of stuff that's near and dear to my heart very very recently i went back and i did a special on you can find it now i did it on twitch but uh it's on my youtube channel too it's all in one playlist i went back and i've just had in my head i want to play these original ratchet jack and sly games for a really long time and i finally went through and what i did is i streamed like the first like two to four hours of all nine of these games and i did them in the release order so i started with jack and daxter and i ended with sly three and just kind of checked them out and ranked them all as far as like how much i really enjoyed playing them Every single one of these fucking games holds up, dude. Those original PS2 platformers were so good. So good. Jack 1 is extremely traditional and was like the least surprising of all of them. The most surprising was Sly 1 and how much I liked that. I really like Sly 1 a lot more than I like Sly 2 and Sly 3. Uh, And then Ratchet and Clank 1, I didn't love as much as I'd remembered, but Ratchet 2 and 3 are like pinnacle platformer shooters the improvements that they make across those three games are so incredible to see whereas like for me up your arsenal takes the fucking cake baby honestly one of like the best ps2 games that you could ever play so many great progression um changes that they make as far as like upgrading your guns and armor you have a base to go back to to do like side quests on and then the most important thing that i want to mention about like jack 3 is that that game's gameplay variety is absolutely on another level the amount of things that i did in those opening hours i think it was like we made tally marks of like different things that we were doing we were driving cars we were riding fucking uh dinosaurs we were playing as daxter we were playing as jack we were platforming we were shooting we were doing rhythm mini games it was absolutely wild but uh i ended up putting it all together in a what i called a shitty little tier list and up at the top in the s tier i had um Jack 3 uh, in order of how much I liked them it's number 1 was Ratchet and Clank uh, up your arsenal number 2 was Ratchet and Clank going Commando which is Ratchet and Clank 3 Ratchet and Clank 2 then I had Jack 3 and then I had Sly Cooper 1 were all S tier for me 
Absolutely adored them. Um, slide 2 and 3 were at the bottom. Slide 3 is the only one that got a B. Slide 2 is the bottom of A. Colin is shaking his head aggressively right now. But I'll tell you why. Here's what it boils down to. I don't like stealth. I don't like stealth in video games. I've played more stealthy video games than I like to admit. I sometimes can be swayed one way or another. But when you have to have me choose between picking somebody's pocket or blasting somebody's fucking face, I'm blasting, baby. So anyway, I started blasting. And for me, Sly 2 just does too much of the, like, we have to tail this enemy. We need to pick this person's pocket. Did you, we need to did you finish the here. first world? In Sly 2? Yeah. Yeah. You defeated Dimitri? Yeah, yeah, I hated that too. That was like a lot of bullshit. It was a lot of like the Dimitri hiding, fight, hiding behind shit and waiting for the oh, right dude. opportunity to go strike. Oh, him. that fight's easy, bro. I died a bunch of times there. I didn't have a great time, wow. but yeah, I got to that second world, which was like elephants and stuff. Yeah, it's great. Uh, in Sly Two, it was a pretty good Rajan. thing. The thing that I really didn't love about Sly Three was that it felt a lot like Sly Two Point Five. It was just more of Sly Two, only slightly worse. Because Sly Two is obviously better. Even to the point of, like, I think the biggest thing that Sly 3 does incorrectly is it puts you into the very first environment in Sly 3 is almost identical to the first environment in Sly 2. They should have changed that. They put you basically into another city. Big open city. I think it's, like, Venice-inspired. There's a little bit more water going on and, like, boats. But for the most part, Sly 2 and Sly 3 both open in, like, a pretty traditional city scape. So they're easy to compare to each other. And Sly 2 just seems to do it better. I don't know if I would call that a weakness. I, I think, I mean, Sly 3 is Sly 2.5, kind of, because they came out less than a year after one another. Um, I think there's a little bit more time. I'm not positive. I think it was, I, think it was less than a year. Uh, or slide a little two, over a year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a little over a year, but it all happens so quickly. The release order is actually really wild. So Jack and Daxter came out in 2001, December of 2001. Then there's almost a full year. And then the next year in September of 2002, Sly Cooper comes out. In November of 2002, yep. Ratchet comes out. And then in 2003, it's October for Jack 2 and November for Going Commando, Ratchet 2. Then in 2004, all three of them release. September is Sly 2. Up Your Arsenal is November. And then a week later, it's November 3rd for Up Your Arsenal, November 9th for Jack 3. Then there's a full year wait between November 2004 and then Sly 3, which comes out September of 2005. But really, all nine of those games come out between December 3rd, 2001 and September 26, 2005. It's a hell of a run for Sony platformers. Truly yeah, a wild real. Time. And honestly, I, like, there's not a bad game among them. That's what it really boils down to. It's the, they're, the Sony's biggest loss is not having these, like, and, like, crash remake style on the current consoles like yeah there's something to say for that is that like their icons have turned into relics like, dude not even that but like their icons now that they have are like ellie and aloy and kratos they're not like they're not getting and kids interested they're keeping the kids that they originally had interested yeah. by changing their icons but i'm worried about the next generation of sony fans you know, where do they come Astro from? They come in. I guess they <laughs> have Astro, Astro Bot. Yeah. That's it. Astro Bot's good, though. Astro Bot is Astro good. Bot. But, it, like, all those companies went from making wonderful, colorful PS2 platformers to making Killzone, to making Resistance, Resistance yeah. to making Uncharted and The Last of Us. Infamous. Um, 
infamous. So it's Ghost, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Of, they yeah. they all progressed like linear. Like they all have like a linear progression. And I'm, you know, Insomniac did a great job of always keeping Ratchet. I love that Ratchet time. is the one that kind of stuck around. It makes me feel good, but it does make me feel sad that the other two. I just don't wish get they all thing. had stuck around. You know, I wish one of them would go back. And like, I feel like the one that's most like, I think there's a world where Sucker Punch goes back and does Sly Cooper justice in the next ten years. I think. So. I think that's why Which, a lot of people clamor for that more than they do for Jack and Naughty Dog because I feel like Naughty yeah. Dog is so separated now. And we don't want to talk about Sly 4 either. That doesn't count. No, I might go back and play uh, Jack X Combat Racing and uh, Ratchet Deadlocked because I don't have much experience with either of those games. I do you know, check I them out, played, so. I did a playthrough of Jack 1 um, on my channel and it was fun. It was the first time I ever played that and I got the platinum of it. Yeah. Um, and I play, I tried to play Jack 2, and it was such a tone shift, man. It was yeah, such Jack a tone Yeah, Jack 2 shift. is wild. I ranked Jack 2 a lot lower than I did initially. There's a couple things about Jack 2 and the way that it, like, progresses from um, the initial Jack, where it becomes, like, a shooting game, per, first and foremost. But also, like, Jack gets a goatee, and he talks like a prick, and, yeah. like, they tried to make Jack cool, and they tried too hard. And that game is also unnecessarily difficult. It does cool things. It gives you an open world yeah, all of a sudden. Like, there's, very, there's really cool stuff that is happening there. But Jack 1 was also, like, a revelation, too. That game has, like, open environments where that yeah. entire game is connected. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty impressive game. Like, things that I didn't realize that that game was doing, it's bringing to the table in a pretty big way. Yeah, I um uh, I never finished Jack Two, and I don't think I ever will. Um, uh, I would recommend honestly, like, don't sleep on Jack Three. Jack Three is like the perfect middle ground between Jack Two and Jack One, where it still has some of the Jack Two stuff. You have guns and things like that, but the actual open world is less offensive. It's not trying to be as fucking gritty as Jack Two is, and then it still has the platforming fun that Jack One has. You know what really aggravates me about the Jack and Daxter series? The fact that one is called Jack and Daxter, two is called Jack Two with Roman numerals, and three is called Jack Three with numbers. A number. Yeah, it's a mess. Please figure it out. Just or put our boy Daxter in the fucking title. I don't know why they Literally, had to do that. I, I think uh, Ratchet and Clank did the best job with their titling, is they just didn't put numbers. They just had and they got away from the innuendos in uh in yeah. Europe and in like sure. other territories. They are just like Ratchet Two and Ratchet Three. Um. It's I'm okay only with America that as long that as they got the innuendos it. because I don't think they made sense in other territories. If they just keep it freaking consistent, that's what I care about. Like, yeah. so there's Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. Fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sly 2, Band of Thieves. Okay. A slight change. Okay. Sly 3, Honor Among Thieves. That works. It's like, yeah. it's consistent. It and then, then freaking Sanzaru Games went and made Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. Not Sly 4, yeah. No, it's not Sly Four, and they. But aren't you glad that it's not? Because now that game, now that name is reserved, and it's they true. could Sly potentially go back and do Sly Four, retcon that out. That, that's true. I, I'd be okay if they retconned it. I just, yeah. I just wish I, I like consistency. See how nice I am to Sly, and how mean you are to Xenoblade. <laughs> um, you did, you did insult Sly Two and Three. I insulted also, them by calling them all great games. Sly 2 is the best story. Sly 3 has the best gameplay. I think. Sly 2. Spoilers for Sly 2. Also, we talked about that on my channel. What was the fucking joke that I made? I clipped it out for like short form content, and I was like, ah, I can't really put this. I think you need context more. But 
I was like, spoilers for a 18 year old game. When it turns 18, you can spoil it. Um, spoilers for Sly 2. <laughs> Bentley gets crippled. Yeah, that's high stakes for a fucking platforming video game. Exactly. And like, Dude. not not just like, hey, here's this thing that happens that is just like ignored next time. But like in Sly 3, Bentley's in a wheelchair. That's yeah, wild. And they, dude, they have like PTSD from it. Murray yeah, leaves imagine. the team because he's he thought that he failed Bentley. He leaves the team and goes on like a spiritual quest because yeah. he felt so disappointed in himself. It's, it's crazy. Like a very, it's a very mature story hidden behind a cute platformer, and that's yeah. what I love about it. Pretty wild. Um, God. Yeah. So good. I and Bentley's it. like, Bentley's like, like that's like the first game to have like a disabled character that's like yeah and he's cool as we all got cool fucking abilities and shit yeah he's got like the triple he's got the, oh god yeah. i love slime yeah, so yeah. much i do want to go back and play some more of all of those games i feel like i took a nice sampling yeah. and i think if i were to do it i really want to just like keep playing up your arsenal though because that game is so just fucking good go through and get all nine of the platinums no maybe one day maybe one day who knows the all sly right. ones are pretty easy Let's talk about what's coming up. The next time we do a game list episode, the year will be over. So let's talk yeah, about what's coming yeah. up in between now and the end of the year. And the next episode that we have is going to be the game list awards in our final game of the year list locked in. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Wow. So we'll look at the offerings from PlayStation Plus in December, DKO, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and Biomutant. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I really want to check out Biomutant, honestly. I think that game came out this year, too. Maybe late last no, year. last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, always seemed kind of cool. You make a little freak. Yeah. I love making freaks. A freak uh, that can fun. do kung fu. Yeah, like we that. do like kung fu. Pretty cool. And then we need to take a shit, uh, shit. <laughs> take a shit at the fuck factory. <laughs> <laughs> then we gotta take a look at the shit show at the fuck factory. Uh, two games that I will not even mention by name. They need to stop oh, yeah, doing oh, yeah. this. Oh, no, it's fucking I embarrassing. I can't no. even see what they are. Good. You don't deserve to. Nobody deserves to. No one deserves to be oh. insulted like that. Xbox Live Gold subscribers demand better for your money. They just want you on Game Pass, man. Yeah. Uh, but they should stop doing it. Uh, December 2nd is a big day. We've already talked about a lot of the releases here. That was yesterday. But Callisto Protocol dropped, uh, as did Need for Speed Unbound, and Marvel's Midnight Suns. Pretty good. Marvel's pretty good Midnight Suns only on current gen. Last gen is delayed a little bit. Last gen oh, no and shit. that I didn't and know. Switch is delayed, I believe. Good asterisk. Good asterisk. Yeah. Um, on the eighth is the Mario Kart Booster Pass, uh, Wave Three. So it's got like a holiday level and then a bunch of other classics that are coming, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I'll be streaming that on my Twitch channel as well. If you guys want to join, all you gotta do is bring your Switch and your Mario Kart and then hop in. I'll supply the maps and we'll go a racing. Should be a really fun time. Looking forward to more Mario Kart maps. It should be a jolly time, too, with a holiday-themed course. Come on. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, the very next day on the 9th is Dragon Quest Treasures, which is like a kind of Dragon Quest Monsters expired prequel spinoff to Dragon Quest Eleven, which I'm really looking forward to. And then rounding out the last big releases of the year are another Square Enix release a week later on the 13th of December, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Oh, baby. You in or out oh, on this? Out? Uh, I want to be in, but not right now. Got it. Got it. It could be probably a good... be a summer 
2023 game. Yeah, but honestly, dude, think about it too, because that could actually be a really nice, like, it's like a 20-hour JRPG, which you don't really have the opportunity to play very often. Like, yeah. a, a nice, like, reasonably length JRPG, where you can get a lot out of it in a short period of time. Could be a good break game. Something to think I, about. I would be 100% in if it were gameplay like Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, um, no, no, that's... You have to wait for seven remake. Um, oh, same day sick. as High on Life. This I will be checking out. I didn't mention this in like my game of the year cleanup because I don't think that this has a contender. It doesn't seem like a game that can be a game of the year for me. But I thought that about Stray as well and look where we are. But I'll be checking this out on stream and uh, we'll talk yeah. about it next month at the very least. It's a Game Pass game, I believe. It is. It is. Yeah, Microsoft yeah. publishing. So pretty cool. I don't think they're publishing, but they're picking it up for day one. They spent the money. I think it's not on PlayStation. I know that. It's Xbox console exclusive. Right. Which there aren't many of those. No. The next thing that you need to know from a gameless perspective is to come and hang out with us on December 8th. Is that right? Oh, I think I have my numbers mixed up. I think it's December 7th for Mario Kart. I did you wrong, chat. December 7th. Let me double check this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, it is Wednesday, December 7th for Mario Kart maps, not the 8th. You'll be able to play that on the 7th. That's the night that I'm streaming it. It's Wednesday the 7th. The next night on stream, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Colin, you'll be on my stream. We will be reacting to the Game Awards 2022 with chat, with viewers, with listeners. And then we will post that to YouTube as well. Are, uh, are you bringing alcohol? I'm bringing alcohol to that stream because Game Awards is pretty long. I'm not a big drinker. Hmm, that's fair. Um, But yeah, by all means, you should. Fuck it. Have a blast, bro. Oh yeah, drink. I wasn't asking for your permission. I was just saying I was going. I'm to. sorry. There's no drinking in my stream. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh That's not appropriate. Classic. Um, all right. Feels like a good episode. Next next month is the culmination of all of this shit. We'll see you for the game awards, which will be a fucking great time. And then the next time we we tap in, will be the finale of I guess like season one of Game List, baby. And uh, yeah. potentially a look forward. I mean, it's going to be an interesting show. We've got a lot planned, and we're going to kind of see how it goes. The last time we did episode zero was just you and I had never done a podcast before. So we talked about all of our favorite games at length. Now, this is the first time that we're doing it in its full form. We've already talked about all these games at length. So the actual game list part of it, it would be our shortest episode if that's all that it was. So what we'll be doing is we'll be going over and locking in our final list. We'll be talking about those games, not all that much unless there's new additions, new things that we've played. We'll still do our normal, here's what we played in the last month stuff that we typically do. But then we're also going to give out accolades for some things. We're going to give the game list awards out for the year, which should have some, you know, fun subjects as well and then we'll still do the standard stuff we'll look at what's coming out in january we'll talk about all the news and normal discussions it'll be a nice action-packed episode for the new year and that will be dropping uh about a month from now probably uh see that on january 2nd or 3rd maybe even the 4th yeah yeah cool Um, what am i forgetting uh nothing (laughs) i think we got everything you heard it here first we will see you all real soon. Colin, say something funny. Make the viewers laugh. Xenoblade 3 is a good game. <laughs>